Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 17th of January 2021. And I guess really I'm speaking to those who are all under the new iron curtains, all locked now, you know, locked down because of something that's been really hyped out of all reality. By design, obviously, because there's so much contrary evidence regarding this, and I mean really substantial evidence, not rumours, that by doctors and epidemiologists and virologists coming out and, and saying that this thing here was pretty well gone, even in June, and that there wouldn't even be a second wave, even when they claimed it was already starting. So what do we really have here with the PCR tests that they're, they're putting out all the time? which are guaranteed to give you false positives. And now they're lumping. They actually admit it in some countries that they're, te- they're just putting people down with symptoms, down with, with, without even any tests at all, even the, even the, the iffy ones. Put them down and lump them in with positives or, or possible positives. You know? So this is what we saw again in 2009 with the, with the flu season that year where they started off with the same kind of tests and then doctors were told don't even bother doing the test, just put them down as having that particular virus at that year. And it, it's an incredible agenda how they're following uh, uh, rehearsals, planned tests and rehearsals and tabletop exercises as like they call it, and involving all the different departments that, that they're using now on the people, on the countries with Event 201 and Lockstep and all the rest of it, and the Clad X, etc. All to do with, basically, in preparation for possible bio-warfare. That's what, supposedly, they really had it all readied for with Johns Hopkins University involved. But when you get the characters like Bill Gates and it, and his, his World Health Organization, since he's put so much funding towards them, and never mind the fact that, uh, <laughs> you know, when the lockdown countries eventually, and, and stop all economy, you're going to have famines, don't you? And now you, it's in the papers just this, this past week there. He's the biggest landowner now in America. That's just America. It's just not other countries. So. So, and again, he's got all the patents on these different veggie foods and so on, and, and meat substitutes. And some of the, and, and the newcomers too, possibly like the, the new uh, worm, uh, uh, wonderful worm burgers. The stuff you used to see on the Star Trek with, uh, who was it, those characters? Worf, was it? No, the character that Worf belonged to. Was it Worf? And they, the Klingons, yeah. And, and they, this, this favorite dinner was this moving pile of stuff on their plate. It was made of worms and so on. Well, welcome to it, folks. You're, you're all the Klingons, I guess. And uh, this is where you're supposed to get your protein from in the future. It's just astonishing, all this stuff from science fiction long, long ago. All this stuff that came out from, from Aldous Huxley's Brave New World. Even before, actually, but, but with, definitely with Huxley's Brave New World. And he was in a lot of big world planning committees at the time. So was his brother, of course, Julian Huxley. And then you had, you had um, 1984 George Orwell's book as well, and Animal Farm as well. So you had, you had, you had a, a, a club, basically, that sometimes pretended to take opposite sides. But it was still a club. They all knew each other. And in fact, don't forget that Aldous Huxley at one point tutored George Orwell, or Blair as his name was then, 
uh, at university or Eton, I can't remember which one it was. But uh, he tutored him for a while, and they knew each- and they exchanged letters throughout uh, Orwell's lifetime. To do mainly with the kind of system that would come in and how it would come in, and how government would achieve its goals of efficiency. And this is where technocracy definitely comes into all of this. It was a massive movement in the 1930s when Huxley's books was written, was written, and then the 40s. You had the later ones. You already had in the 30s and the 40s Orwell working as, as Blair, as basically an agent uh, trained in university uh, f- to be a fighter for this new world system. The type of Lord Alfred Milner type of thing with the Young Turks and so on, that they created them and ran these organizations to bring in a supposed democracy that would eliminate the past, a socialistic type system, by eradicating religion and eventually the family unit. And the more advanced ones, the more forward or what they like to call progressive ones, would definitely push out the family unit. And then they had to bring it back out again, back in again in the Soviet system when they found out they weren't going to breed another po- another generation <laughs> by that technique that would keep the system going. Quite a fascinating whole, whole history we have when you, get, when you can get a hold of the actual truth of it because uh, Orwell himself talked about in the memory hole in his book a system that would come where the, the hero or, or the, the, the target or the, the miserable character really is an anti-hero in a sense who's fighting the system on his lonesome, Winston uh, tries to write to the future to tell him what happened in the past. That was the idea. He kept a diary, you see, which was forbidden, of course, as well. And he lived in a system where everything was watched. Everybody's watched and monitored. Your expressions were analyzed. Everything was analyzed constantly. And you've been in it yourselves, actually, for a long time, and you don't even know it. Because you had a personal computer for privacy, personal. It was your computer, not theirs. It wasn't Microsoft or anybody else's. It was, it was yours. And you could do, put sentences on it, and, and, and you would get little choices initially, of course. Do you, do, would you mind if he put cookies on it and tracked you here and there? And, you know, it's, it's quite innocent, really. And then you had all the likes and dislikes, and everybody fell and fell, immediately fell for it. And, and out of the likes and dislikes, you'd, you'd been analysed and categorized and pigeonholed <laughs> quite suddenly and they're quite happy to do oh yeah well, I just like that one I don't like that one and then down the road you see you question why didn't you like that one and this one and they're quite happily answer all that too you know? it's the same techniques that are used for polling or to do with voting or any other topic even vaccinations the, the sort of vaccine hesitancy. If you have any any thoughts for yourself at all, but rights, personal rights, to make your own decisions with informed consent, they call it because you're supposed to go one way only, and that's what you're hesitant. You see, so making your own decision after getting informed means you're hesitant. You're supposed to not have hesitancy. You're supposed to do what you're told after being t- given um, your informed the inf- information. You see. But that's where they actually put lots of surveys out. Why would you be hesitant? Well, I don't like the, the ideas of everything I see now has got people sticking needles in folks' arms. You know? And that's true, isn't it? It's everywhere you look. Probably thousands of, of photographs. They all stock photographs, too, because they can't really give you p- real patience. You know what I'm saying? That's not allowed unless you've got permission and yada, yada, yada. 
So a lot of them are just actors and they're stock photos. A lot of them will say that, stock photos. And so, but anyway, regardless, the whole idea is to get sticks, 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 until you're just used to getting pricked, you know, you're a porcupine, only you're not putting needles outwards, it's all getting pushed into you, you see. It's an inward-turning porcupine. And that's what we are now, you see. So, conditioning has many functions, many techniques to be used to point to condition you along the path to make the choice that they desire. And that's what all modern information has been for your whole life, in fact. Psychologically designed with behaviorists and so on. And of course, later on, they brought the neuroscientists in as well. They're also, a lot of them are also into the behavior techniques of control. These things were set up, the behaviorists, for control purposes, to alter behavior. And you don't have to go very far to find the different books put out by many of the so-called founders that are heroes of the movement, because they one of them even put their daughter in a cage for a while, you know, and worked her like a kind of Pavlovian dog. It's a great hero to society, but that's what you're living in today. Is is the, the all the outcome of that? Not the, the perfected, the more perfected system, I'd say. Where before it used to be chance and trial and error, now it's perfect. They probably will have an idea who will conform to whatever mandate the governments put out. And governments, again, are not there for the people. They haven't been there for the people my whole life. I don't know if they ever, ever really were before that either. But even with, with the election, the first election that Trump was in for, for, for his first term, I remember the run up to it. I remember what he said. And he's this is quite amazing, really, because he was backed by the pharma, the pharma industries. And he said, he said, I will give. Uh, I guess almost for your benefit, I will give the pharmacology the right to, to express things through on bypass testing for for medications and drugs and so on, and obviously meant vaccinations too. Because when people really need stuff desperately, then we'll try this and some, and we'll try experimental things and, and bypass a lot of different testing. Well, that's a bit the, one, the only thing he's actually done. What he's actually been in, isn't it? Pretty well for Americans. And um, all the other in Iran on, on, on basically the whole agenda of a particular. Working class, basically, are people who have been written off even with free trade long ago, and the loss of work and so on long ago, and who are demonised again by the oligarchy that runs everything. Because you do have an oligarchy, which you don't vote in, and the oligarchy creates front people and front massive corporations, massive corporations. They're not just. Uh, off-the-cuff things that are spontaneous of individuals doing this themselves doesn't happen like that in real life. Because you couldn't let, for instance, someone like a Zuckerberg really come out with something that was to be a massive information uh, system or anybody even to do with their, like Google, for instance. You couldn't allow them to, to just be the, the big, big search engine for the world and keep all the data. To, no, no. You, you always put out your own ones first. You back them financially. They cannot fail. But you must have individuals that appear to the public as, as the real creators. They make you think you still live in a system which isn't overwhelmingly oligarchic. You've got a system at the top which is incredibly powerful. The CIA and MI6, in fact, put out real huge corporations, especially in the military-industrial complex. That way they can't lose control of them ever, you see. 
But you have lots of individual companies with, with real names for the corporations, and they'll have CEOs there and so on. They might even give you a, a, a fictitious founder of it. That came out, by the way, in the books that came out about Rockefeller, how the empire started up quite openly now. And when they p- pretended to deregulate it under, you know, under the different uh, agreements and, and laws that they brought out, because it was a massive cartel, basically, a system, a monopoly, I should say, and under, Rocke- under Standard Oil and Rockefeller. And so the, under the pretense of, of, of basically selling different ones off to individuals, it, they weren't at all. It was all done under the table. And two years later, in some of the families that were set up to take over and pretend that they were running new oil companies, they released all the Rockefellers. Some of the family members came out long after that and, and admitted to it. This isn't hearsay or rumor. There, there are books on it. Quite interesting books too. But unfortunately, most folk today are never interested about the past. You've been trained not to, to look at the past because it gives you too many clues of what can be happening today or happen, going to happen tomorrow. That's, that's very important. You're supposed to be in the now and, and stay naive and, and, be, and, and believe what you're told, you see. That way they can always do the same things over and over again. And in a system that's always been incredibly fictitious to an extent, and that is the form of government you think that you have. And corrupt, because the ones in, who are given the reins to push the power over the public and to be the faces the public see, they're allowed to scam like crazy. They're well rewarded. Why do you think politicians end up as multimillionaires on the salaries they get? Why do you think that happens? Come on. And they're pre-selected before that they're put in for the fact that they'll say yes to people above them, which they, that we don't vote in, but they all know this is who you really serve. That's how it really does work. It really does. And it always has. People who think, I can remember a book, it was called The Whispering Gallery, and it was from a, by a, a bureaucrat in, in Whitehall in England, London. Lifelong bureau. And they, they all came from the, the upper crust, being mainly, or definitely, the, the, at the very least, the, the mid to high middle, the mid, really the high middle classes, or aristocracy, or minor aristocracy. This guy, it was really interesting the way he, 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 he told you. He was at meetings with Churchill and his crew and his club. You know, they had their club even during World War I, and they sat and chatted. As they, and then they heard the Zeppelin bombers at one point, the, the big balloon-type bombers were coming over drop a few bombs in London, and then we're discussing the politics. And this, this, this upcoming, uh, these, these um, they, well, it went pretty well straight to the, to the heart of who was bringing in this, this new thing called democracy. That's what we phrased it at the time. And Winston Churchill pretty well said that, that there'd have to be a different form to retain real governance. You're talking about a deep state, you see. But for the people, they'd always have the appearance of emerging, of having rights. And, and that's why they brought in suffragettes and so on. And the suffragettes, a lot of them came from the same aristocracy. Other ones uh, literally went over to the Soviet Union, had relatives already running the country there, these suffragettes. You read their histories, it's quite fascinating. 
real history is always really more fascinating than the than the, the childish nonsense that they just dish out to you that they know you're never going to remember anyway, or you might remember bits of it and you'll part it off to friends who also will agree because that's a little bit that they've heard you see. But nothing just happens by itself. But power never ha- gives itself away. Doesn't doesn't say okay. As I like the movie. It was called um, A Blast from the Past with Christopher Walken. Uh, excellent movie, good comedy, where the guy literally builds an underground shelter in the 1960s, when at the height of the Cold War, and a, and a jet plane was was going to crash on the on the area, and they and they heard on the media that oh, it was a Cuban War thing could be starting any time, but but actually, so they went into the bunkers, and he went in his bunker, and a jet plane actually just ran out of fuel. A U.S. jet and crashed on his land. Well, they th- they thought that was uh, a bomb, you see. So he stayed in the bunker with his wife and his son for oh, I don't know, thirty years maybe, you know, twenty to thirty years. Then eventually, oh, through all the whole story, it's quite interesting and quite funny. In the whole, with the changes in society, that uh, they see when they go up in the, in the elevator up into the surface and have a look around and how they try to interpret what they're seeing, the changes. But at the end, they get enlightened that the whole thing had been a mistake. There was no, there had been no nuclear war on them. And what happens? And then they, they eventually get moved to it. They move to a, a new place in the country on the surface this time. And uh, the son is trying to tell them. The son gets, son gets married and he's trying to tell him that they're walking about the Cold War and what happened. And she says, oh yeah, the, the Russians eventually just gave up, you know. He says, what? Yeah, the wall came down in Berlin, and and the Russians gave up in Russia, and or the Soviets did, and the Politburo, and they just that was it. And walking says, oh, wait, oh, so they just just threw his hands up and says, they just went home. They just just gave up just like that. Eh? After all those years of fomenting the world domination idea and so on, they take over. And uh, walking starts to pace out the, the the size of another shelter <laughs> as soon as he hears that. <laughs> Because uh, you build another one, yeah. In a, in a sense, that's right. Because, because, yeah, you're supposed to believe utterly ridiculous things at times. You know, you know, yeah, more so than, than I'm talking about Russia, but more so than that from Daily News. We've never had such a concentrated, and I mean, on board with one voice. Why bother having all these newspapers when they all say the same, give the same handouts as stories? Why, why bother having the well? The appearance of different ones is for your benefit to think that they are all different, and rather than tell you the truth, there's only one outlet. You're under emergency powers act. That's what they call it in most countries: Britain, Canada, New, uh, New Zealand, and so on. The the, the Commonwealth countries. They still call them, call them Commonwealth Association and Commonwealth Associated countries, and they still have you know. Crown representatives sent out to govern over them for folk who don't know it, lieutenant governors and governor generals, things like that. But of course, I always tell you it doesn't mean anything. They're just like figureheads. Eh? <laughs> but all laws have to get signed by them <laughs> on behalf of the Queen. So anyway, you really do live in a system that, that did have a deep state from the beginning. They had no intention. The rich had never any intention of handing over what everything to you. Huh? 
so that you could do what you wanted, so you'd have a nice life. Now, they had to give you the appearance, especially during the Cold War. Even Britain wasn't so good at it because it was so up in debt with World War One and Two. But that gave you an appearance that you had some rights now and a few pennies left in your pockets after your week's work. And they made sure that you spent it, because mainly the pubs, that was a British thing for the pubs. They were the, 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 the that's where, that was the drug, that was the soma quarters for most people after the kind of work that they did, especially in mines or factories, when they had factories and things like that. That's where they'd go. And and eventually they'd open up to women and they'd have big lounges and then they'd have their dances and so on. So it expanded from there. So folk thought they were winning, getting some rights and freedoms in certain areas. Uh, but you're still really a wage slave, aren't you? Because the British system was so well organized. I, I, I grew up reading the papers I'd look at things that puzzled me, like how come someone who, for instance, was a plumber or a plumber's, or if a plumber wanted a plumber's apprentice or a carpenter's apprentice, they call them joiners over there, uh, or any kind of apprentice or job, the starting wage was across the country for Scotland and England was it was the same. It was the same for qualified tradespeople. I thought, how come it's the same everywhere you look? You know. Because surely if you've got independent companies hiring folk, they could decide to pay them whatever they wanted, like, like a range, maybe a, a certain basic minimum, but a certain range. If, you want to, if you're short, if they're short of, of, of work, workers, you bring them in, you offer them more cash. But no, it's pretty well the same across the country. And then, of course, you had the incredible taxations in Britain. They even put out from the, 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 the British government, the, the Ministry of uh, whatever it was, taxation, or videos using actors sitting on park benches getting told by the other guy who works at the park to say, tell him why his, his, his pound note uh, doesn't leave him much to spend for himself, you know, this, this inflation thing. And, and they showed you a circle, uh, and a big chunk of it was to go for the tax for this, for the last war, you see. Another chunk was to go for the for World War One. Another chunk was to go for for money borrowed from by Britain, by different strange entities across the world. These aren't like, like your street neighborhood uh, branch of whatever bank it is. These are the characters that lend to nations, eh? Uh, then it showed you the interest rate, compound, and you'd have to pay back compound interest and all that. And so he left this little, little bit at the, at the circle that, that was going to be for you, you see. And that was to pay your rent, that was to pay for your bus fare, because most folk didn't have cars, working class. Pay for your bus fare to wherever you were going to work, you see, so you could get a wage to pay the taxes. Uh, and things like that. Uh, uh, just fascinating to watch what they put out there and what the people put up with. And they also, come in the 50s and 60s, under the socialist system and government, for efficiency's sake, they would give you brownouts across certain patches of the country at times to save energy, they call it. They're getting you all ready for what's happening today, by the way. It's all been tested out, beta-tested out over the years. Everything that they're doing right now has been beta-tested in the past, including the vaccinations and how to put it across to the public so they'll fight each other to get it. They tried that in 2009. But back to this idea of, say, Britain, you don't need rationing. I mean, the rationing in Britain, there were rationing cards still getting printed up to 1951 and maybe implemented then too. And even when they stopped the rationing cards, 
right through, it's before World War II onwards, see? Because you went through a Great Depression that didn't lift. And then you went straight into World War II. That's what lifted out a little bit by, by borrowing money. Isn't it strange? The IMF's telling you to, every country, just borrow money, bar, borrow and spend. The consumers do borrow and spend. This it did it after 9-11, remember that? So, as I say, it's all been done before, all been tested out before. And then when you start to think you're getting ahead a little bit, there was a bit more work at one point. They, they did open the door to, to mass migration. Again, when they cemented the European Union, even leading up to the European Union, they started bringing in. And they had almost riots in London in the docks for, because they, they, they didn't have enough. They were short of jobs already, and they were bringing folk in from other countries and giving them a, This is intentional. That's how you foment dissent, you understand. It's all intentional. Those at the top can't have peace, and they can't have you thinking you've got rights. So if you still have work and you have some kind of peace, you're not fighting anybody else for the jobs, uh, then you have some sort of contentment. If you're contentment, then you really are more apt not to budge if they, if they try to lay off people too many or, or bring or replace you with other workers. Then you'll really start to get a bit rough. They know, this is how they manage people. It's the same with ethnic wars and ethnic identity and ethnic cultural wars. It's all, for me. It's all led from the top. All led from the top, folks. And every group is supplied with its leaders to foment hatred or anger against the next. And this paid, they're trained and paid by the top. Quite interesting. I put up one little article today, in fact, by Ann Coulter. She's in, the, she's in the bad books of most folk right now because she turned on Trump. But, but again, too, she didn't say that much that wasn't quite true about Trump because he really hasn't done much for the people of, of America. Did a lot of promising. Did a lot of promising, a lot of tweeting, but he didn't actually do anything. You know? he, he was really an object of an ideal that, 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 that basically the disaffected and the forgotten folk uh, used, because they had nobody else to choose. As I said before, Trump, Trump got in because they had nobody else to vote for. You had Hillary Clinton or Trump. Isn't that odd? I even said at the time, how come you can't get better better politicians, who are politicians at least, than what they're giving you? It was a setup. I really do believe that. And the build of a propaganda through, again, organizations that pretended to speak for everybody else as alternate voices. You know, you know Trump was just a, an ordinary guy, a blue-collar worker, they said. He likes to eat pizza and talk to window cleaners for, you know... That kind of stuff. It's fiction. It's all fiction, how they build it up. And people who give you the fiction, you should never believe anything they ever tell you. Because they're operators, you see. And operatives. But yeah, Coulter did say a few things about, as an example of how some of the ethnic strife is put forward. I'll put it up tonight, that one article, where you like it or not. It doesn't matter about that. Even if she is CIA, which she might very well be, since they do pick up people in college and they promote a whole career for them in media. You know that, too. All sides as well. And it's not me making that up. You can find it from their own words. Years ago, when it all came out on, on the mainstream news at the time, <laughs> these characters, you know, lots of these characters didn't mention her name by then, but 
they, they had lots of people, agents working in all kinds of and of course they do. The CIA was not set up as some kind of deterrent to any foreign government that might have plans on America. It was set up to control a system to bring America into a world governance system. And the Americans, unfortunately, would fund all, never knowing it. That's why the USA was, was toppling country after country with the CIA boasting about it openly, you know, after the facts, how clever we were, etc. But anyway, Coulter goes into to one of the, uh, the so-called heroes or, the, uh, the, or the martyrs that caused the riots, BLM and so on. And it's the one where the cops supposedly are told that, remember the time, had went into the wrong house and shot uh, at this guy they were after and had the girlfriend instead. And she was innocent all, but, but then she exposes stuff in this article, which was all known then, obviously, that it wasn't the wrong house they went to. And they didn't know what it was about. And they, they go through the fact they'd been tapping their conversations for a long time, the, the, the woman and the guy because they were heavily involved in selling all kinds of drugs and fentanyl and so on. I'm not saying that's a reason for invading them or shooting them. I don't believe in these home invasions. They're doing home invasions now by police on folk because, oh, something tipped them off. There was an extra person there, you know, and that kind of nonsense. No, home invasions are for totalitarian regimes and police states and banana republics. I don't care. It's like, it's like the David Koresh thing. At Waco, they could have got the guy any time, any week he went into town himself, himself. It was for a show, it was a big show. It cast a spell on American people when they, they went, made war on, on the civilian entities inside America. That's what it was for. A shock. A new type of black-clad military police, you know. And a warning everybody else especially religious groups and so on. It doesn't matter if you like them or don't like them. The fact is, who's next? Eh? And, what, that, that's, and again, you, you can understand how the system really works. Don't get caught up in the presentation. It's this group against that group. It's much bigger than all of that. Or left against right. The deep state decided they wanted to get Trump out. Simple, you know. And I think it's possible. Don't don't rule us out, folks, you know. I said at the time, the people of, of the U.S. had no one left to vote for. No one liked Hillary, I think, on either side, really. Especially after her cackling display on television. Of we came, we, we saw... He died of a guy who had bayonets put up his rectum on that television. And she cackled like a psychopath. And completely misunderstanding how that would go over to the public. As a psychopath, she thought they'd all applaud her. Because that's what they do. They overdo things, psychopaths, you know. So, yeah, and the deep state didn't want her. She was up to her eyes and all kinds of things and, and so many different scandals, you know. And so they gave they gave Trump instead, and I bet, I I really do wonder if it was a setup from the beginning with, with Trump playing his role because the guy really didn't do much for the U.S. You know the infrastructure stayed the same, 
basically, he, don't forget, he put out the, the Insurrection Acts before 6th of January happened. He, he signed it. It's not going to get used on everybody else that attended that rally. You start putting things into his perspective, you know. And he, why didn't he sign it before and go after the ones when, when, when literally they were trying to burn down the church at, uh, next to the Capitol building, Washington, D.C.? Remember that? He, he, didn't, um, he didn't sign the Insurrection Acts then. And uh, as I said before, there was a lot more honest discussion before the laws all changed for journalists. It was evident in Britain because they did have two high court judges come out and they were given the task of write, rewriting the rules for journalists with all the rules to follow. In Australia and in Britain, and Canada joined in suit without saying so, but they did. And so a lot of the, the, the conversations they could have had uh, with the public, a little talks and so on, were gone. And it was through the little odds and ends in their opinions that they bring in some, some occasional facts, you know. Not a lot, but occasional facts here and there. Which would give you an idea, if you put things together, you can connect the dots. Things that they weren't saying, but now is completely different. It's a unified voice. They don't, as I say, they, they only keep so many. of. We're paying for all these papers, you see, these news sites that you see, the big ones. We pay for them. So we've been keeping them afloat since for the last 20 years now, really. Because you, you have to, the appearance of authoritative forces, you understand that? The appearance of authoritative sources. That they themselves says that we are the authoritative sources. You know, everything else is just a little blogger or something, or as they discredit every all the, the, the voices out there decrying what's going on in all quarters. But don't forget that back in early 2000, there were a lot of organizations inside the States and Britain, all over the world really, reevaluating the, the systems they lived in with media, with governments, and left and right paradigm that seemed obsolete, actually, at times. You know. I mean, what is a Republican Party anymore? What is it in this day? What does it mean? The neocons under Bush Jr., literally, you know, changed it all. They were really liberals and neocons and the war hawks and so on for a different agenda and for global war and domination and so on. Of course they were. Using all kind of pretenses. And so a lot of folk were quite asking the right questions. What is government now? What, what does it mean, you know? And the press, the press was just a mouthpiece to, to permit the government to do uh, all these wars across the world, eh? Well, the American people and British folk and so on, and invaded countries, and, and the taxpayers paid for all. With bogus stories of, of why you had to go and invade those countries and pay for all. I mean, you're living in fantasy land. We've lived in the biggest psyop for probably 30 years, actually, at least 30 years. And before that, it wasn't quite as perfected, but it was still a psyop, a big psyop. You have to go into the global agenda and go into those that, that gave you educational systems. Very important. The reason, and you read why they, they gave you educational systems. It wasn't to help you because they liked you, the peasant. Part of it was that they had to have a basic understanding of written regulations and rules or even how to operate machinery and so on. So they had to give, very unwillingly too, give you a basic education for reading and writing. They had meetings in the 19th century about it. If, if the people 
had too much free time because those those days they worked 16 hours a day remember if they had too much free time then no good might come out of their discussions is to start they start complaining to each other about their working conditions they these were all recorded by massive meetings and brought up through meetings in parliament in britain so suddenly you're free you know and after world war 1 and uh, the women got the votes for suffragettes, but even then, the guys still had to fight. A lot of them, the working class people, didn't have any property to get the vote. They never mention that, do they? They really don't mention that. Because it doesn't fit the, the present narrative, the modern narrative, does it? Or the modern agendas. Everything's an agenda. Everything you look at is an agenda. And back to Winston Churchill, you know. Talking about the future and those upstarts bringing in this new system called democracy. Quite amazing, yeah? And today they've got people across the world more divided than ever, the oligarchy, you know. With all their operatives, again, remember that unculture one, that story at least to do with it. But she feels in some things she could have said long ago, you know. It's always after the facts and they've served her purposes, they let little things out the, the bag, you know. Including the reasons, the real reasons for wars at times. Sometimes a generation afterwards will tell you some of the real reasons, or, or who benefited from it, and financial and otherwise. But you have to realize that no, most history is bogus, or bunkum, as they say. And the ones who are given the the, the real the Ivy, you call it the Ivy School history, were to work for the system. Not against it, or, or never for the people, <laughs> but uh, yeah, work for the system really, and keep the people again uh, under illusions as opposed to reality. Because they, they got to make you proud of the country, regardless of the background of the history and what's really happened. Scotland is, is a great example of it. I always think of Scotland because it had so many rebellions. Against London, you know? not just to get their own king back in Prince Charles or whatever, but before that and afterwards, they had rebellions because they didn't want to get dominated by someone else. Who does? Who does? Eh? Every other country does the same thing. People in India wanted the Brits out of India, quite rightly so too. Armies go into your country and start kicking you around, sometimes literally. What are you supposed to do like them? An invasion is an invasion. It's the same uh, as the US took over from Britain that's utterly broke, you know. And it's been, it's not world policing, it's the world military for an empire. We are an empire now, remember that phrase? Well, who benefits from this empire? As, as people back home have fewer and fewer jobs through automation. And then, then the politicians... They boast about having an empire now. Who are just fronts, of course, but they're well-paid fronts, and they're allowed to finagle different other deals and businesses and so on, and, and with insider trading, which they made legal for themselves. And they can't fail when you, when you get insider trading, when you know where your governments are going to invest in, even in, uh, across the, the waters and so on. You know, it's called corruption, but it's legal corruption, because corruption is a state of mind. It depends what the oligarchs permit and what they don't permit. That's, there's no justice, like Plato said. It's just the appearance occasionally of justice. You know? 
that's all they can give you. They can't ever give you the reality. Because you, you might get upset. But Scotland, again, is a great example because it was a last kind of feudal system in the white world. You know? And they had a clan basis, a, a kind of remnant of a tribal basis, but still a remnants because it was dying off in the 1500s to an extent, got weaker and weaker. And then when they got together to try to reclaim their, their, their country at one time, I, uh, long after you know the earlier version with Wallace, but much much later with Prince Charles, not the ones that that character that's in <laughs> the Prince of Wales today, but uh, the Stuart lineage, of course. And basically, a genocide happened after Auth- authorized genocide because again, London was good at it. Empire builders are good at it, slaughter, and they they don't mess about with slaughter. They go they go, they do it. I mean, Lord Kitchener that was sent across to sort out Arab countries. And in India, too, whenever there was uprisings, he was sent over because he got the job. He put in martial law and killed every fifth man. Round them up, every fifth man, line them up in villages, towns, kill them. That was classified for a hundred years under the Official Secrets Act. Because you want your own children to get the nice fairy story that the red bits in the map there that, that, that we own, we, you own nothing, but we own, you pay for all, um, yeah, that's ours, is that, you know. But the U.S. has been doing the same thing, too, and paying for it naturally through the taxes and supplying the manpower and, and woman power. And the costs of all, massive costs of all, and you pay for it, but other companies get the profits. I mean, they're still taking, the U.S. is still taking the oil of Syria and the northern oil fields. They're still taking that, you see. That's where they've still got troops there. And they'll be continuing the, the, the war in, in Syria to annihilate them because they haven't really stopped, you know. It's on the list, the peanut group list. So, again, reality doesn't go, mix well with, with your idea of your country or yourselves. You know, it, doesn't, it doesn't really go down very well. And you have all kind of fake people running your sides, whatever side you're in. You, you, of course, there's a... I've said it before, whatever your your particular thing is, or twist of a thing even, well, I like this movement, but not, I'm more of this within that movement. They've got, they've got a ready-made one already for you, with leaders, guaranteed. Why would they sit and wait for you to do it? <laughs> and supply with them. But it's again back to Scotland. It's a country that, that had genocide put upon me in the 1700s into the 1800s. All you had ac- across the highlands in Scotland and elsewhere were, were regiments, regiments of, of Scottish troops, you know, Gordon Highlanders and Seaforth Highlanders and Argyll and Southern Highlanders, the Cameroonians and so on, all these different groups, stacks of them. When you look at the history of Scotland, you, you pretty well see that their culture and their identity was remade, a brand new identity to suit and serve the plans of uh, the British Empire, or London, they call it the London Empire, which they did. They adapted into it and adopted the, this this pride, this new pride, and with uniforms and, and the military being all over the place, all lots and lots of recruiting offices across Scotland. And that they, they went off to fight for the British Empire for very quickly, in fact, until it became the new normal for them very quickly, too. And they saw themselves as basically a, a, a nation that produced warriors, you might say, 
fighting battles across the world that they didn't benefit from and, and were made to feel proud about it. And once they got in past the 18, early 1800s, they, 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 because they allowed the people to have some kind of pride, young guys, if they joined the military, and then sent across the world to fight the battles for London. There were the shock troops, kept the population of young guys down in the highlands, and they were useful then for, for expanding the empire for, for London. And then they go through World War I and II, the, you know, World War I, a mass slaughter campaign is where that was on all sides. And then World War II after that. And once they had realized that, you know, that yeah, we've got NATO now, and we've got some, lots of other countries involved for other troops and stuff, to keep this world empire system going, you see. We don't call them empire, we call them unions. It was a European Union and so on. An American Union for the Americas, for NAFTA, and the NAFTA Agreement, and, you know, and have amalgamations for the Americas all worked out within the NAFTA Agreement. I mean, Mexico was just the start of bringing in Latin America. And so, and the Caribbean, by the way, was lumped in with, with NAFTA Agreement, for those who don't know it. And now it's the USMM, was it US, uh, Mexico, and Canada, C, yeah. They changed the name of it. It's the same, same organization. And also, they create another one for, they already had the one for the Far East in Australia and New Zealand and Japan and so on, and a few other countries over there. But the CFR, who drafted up the agreements long ago, you know. But they also created the one for, for the Pacific now. Obama started it under his reign. He didn't, wasn't the boss of it either. They all play their parts, you know, it's all prescripted. And then, of course, uh, Trump come in and pushes it eventually through. Claims that he stopped one, but actually he used the same organized system as Obama and then expanded it. And now, and they even included India in it. And so you, the Western countries are already falling apart. And more so now with, with the COVID exercise, right? <laughs> the big war. Uh, and, and trillions getting borrowed from goodness knows where, a bit borrowed and spent out there immediately, one after the other. Another one and a half, another 1.3 trillion, another one and a half trillion every other month. Eh? And you think you're going to get out of this? You think you're going to escape this? This collapse, this planned collapse? See, the U.S. is, is, is being brought down now. Brought down, and you'll get taught that this end of nationalism—that's what the left is saying. The left won't. The figureheads for the left aren't going to go around to the people that, that think that this, who think that they belong to the organisation. You know, the working class people, the ordinary people. That the leaders have got nothing in common with you. They're going to just keep feeding you money forever. Do you really believe that? Do you really? You wait and see the oligarchic conditions that come down the pike attached to everything, step by step by step. You wait and see. And they've got everybody so divided yeah, into ethnic groups, or they think they are. Yeah. And, and they're all taught to hate each other. And they never figure out that the leaders are supplied to them, and well paid, by the way. Who else can advocate total revolution in the streets? and get away with it, including the leaders of it, of the left. Huh? But facts don't matter, because the, the oligarchs, you see, really run the show with the agencies that they have underneath them, the multitude of agencies 
The US apparently has just added a whole bunch more agencies to the agencies that already have, including the space agency is an intelligence agency. And really, for equality, right? And I'll state this, and don't forget it. You'll know when we've got real democracy, right? And when every radicalized ethnic group will be happy and at peace, you know when it will be? When the oligarchy comes out openly and, and admits they hate each ethnic group equally. Because obviously you can't say, stop hating this group. And, and, and then tell me, hate another group. No, that, that can't be. We all have to be given our share of hate from the oligarchy by the oligarchy, who hate us all, obviously. Hmm? Of course they do. Divide, conquer, divide, conquer. Well, who's dividing and who's doing the conquering and who's benefiting from all? It's all control, isn't it? It's, it's what I mentioned before, unconventional warfare from the military's own handbooks. This is what they have done in color revolutions for years. They're still doing it in Syria and across the Middle East today and parts of Africa. Sometimes they're in there for 10, 15 years doing this kind of stuff. using And even putting in their own bloggers who speak for you. <laughs> they have their little twists on what you should think. And, and, and they're designed. They're actually designed to be appealing to people. Again, psychologists involved, you see. Well, I like so-and-so, but they're doing it. But I like them, you know, they're quite nice. Yeah, that's how it's done. That works all the time. Then they give your opinions and what you should. And even when you, you it's just it's stunning. It really works out what I've just mentioned there because sometimes I'll mention to people, do you know that the whole QAnon was, was promoted by an intelligence agency that specializes in overthrowing government. Some of them you've, you've heard on certain shows, by the way. And they promote each other. And when you'll hear certain ones who, whose profession it is to, over, is to overthrow governments, they admit that. Promoting certain bloggers in your country, you should you should start to get the get the little hairs in the back of your head going up. You're getting a clue there, you know. But again, I can't think for people. You can't think for other people. You've got to allow them to think for themselves. But the whole QAnon thing too, you know. And this this fracas they had on the sixth of January. All to me, it's been all orchestrated from the beginning. They had the groups definitely ready to go in at the front of the building there. That They've already got so much evidence of, of some BLM agitators, professional ones. Though. These are professional guys, Nantifa groups combined. They all know each other. Right down to having their photographs taken. It's almost like that before the night was over, you had the same spiel across all media. Look at the nutcase. There's a guy with a... With a with the cow gear on his horns next to another guy wearing, I think it was a badger hat. And we know who both of them are. And that's what goes across the world. Look at these mad, mad people that are Trump followers, you know? mad Republicans, mad, mad white folk. You know, that's what they said to white people. That's, again, the mantra of hate, you see, authorized by the oligarchy at the top. All set to go. This was all prearranged. And you saw them getting allowed into the building. 
Giuliani, I, I, I don't trust it, most of these guys, but Giuliani had at least some good video. I might find the, the link to it, it's on BitChute. Where he, it's obviously their own photographers they use. I don't know if you know that Antifa and so on use their own photographers. They go for anybody else who's not theirs, you know. And you see them going up to the door with that, where that woman was shot. And someone helped her up there. It's almost like it's, you see the guy with a gun standing there waiting. It's almost like he's waiting for her. <laughs> and someone lifts her up there and she got shot. And she would have been the martyr that would have really been used to stimulate a, a, real, a real attack on the house. That's what I think it was for. You know? She was a patsy set up. And you see the ones around her are actually well-known members, professionally trained agitators. It's all come out. doesn't matter, though. The facts don't matter there. But most folk at, 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 at that day never went into the building. Multiple thousands didn't go into that building. And again, this, 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 and it's so true, this idea of Trump saying, I'll meet you down there. Well, they all went down there, and he's not, he doesn't turn up. But it was, the setup was there with the guys, with their young guys, with their, their grappling hooks and their ropes and everything else, eh? But you'll hear it from yourselves. Even the police being told to let us in, we're Antifa, and they move the, the big uh, barriers in front of the buildings, allow them in. All staged, all, all prearranged. You know? Because it's to stop anyone inquiring about voter fraud. That was one thing. And now anybody who says now that they're that the lost masses of, of I would hardly I, I would hardly even call them right wing. What is a Republican now? Or right wing or conservative? What are they? Did you notice the left had no problem when Bush Jr. was in the neocons? With 9-11 all the wars on the go? No problem, no. Even now Obama has his photograph taking all the time with, with Bushes and so on. And Bill Clinton all together, you know, all quite happy. The happy coalition, because all oligarchy had put them there. And they did their little bits that were assigned to them. And played the game, you know. But back to about 2000, the year 2000, as I say, so many people in the media asked the questions, what is going on? This is before 9-11 happened. You can see the militarization internally of things getting all ready across the world, not just in the States. It was obvious. And the, the passing of omnibus crime bills in Canada in 1998, I think it was. Nothing was happening at the time. What's going on here, you know? It's all scripted, the things that were to come. You can't have such a great crystal ball that you seem to be right most of the time. You get the events that you want, your Pearl Harbor event, to kick it all off. And then the poo-poo other people who, who, who try to go by predictions or religions, or all of those crazy, well, what are they using? You know? Oh, you have experts who... who Assess situations and have a feeling they test the wind, you know. <laughs> but back to the, to the whole stage thing at, at, uh, at um, the Capitol building there. And just look, look at the, the even the photography, this guy with the, the cow gear on is perfect, isn't it? Here's the face of, of the new white what. Republican far right guy. This is what they said. The guy isn't far right. He belongs to their groups. All the other meetings we had on BLM too. And I'll, I'll, I'll put this in, in case anybody complains. 
that guy, if he wants to believe he's a cow, has a perfect right to believe it in this day and age. Absolutely. There you go. But that's what they give you for, for news, staged events like that, to, to eliminate even the return to any, any big group push to try to, try to retain rights for ordinary folk in America are now discredited and stopped. Remember, they said they would do, Pelosi and others said they would do this before uh, the election even happened in November. That they would, if they get wind against you, they would never allow uh, such an organization of, of the right to ever form ever again. This is before it happened. And she's only part in what her bosses are telling her. And they all have bosses. But I still think, as I say, because of discussions that were out there, even by the mainstream at one point, when they could say something here and there once in a while, that it was almost during the Bush era as though they were getting the public to be so disaffected with government systems of left and right that eventually they would demand, they had lots of articles, the people might demand, and they're promoting the idea from professors, that people might eventually demand a system because the left-right thing isn't working anymore. Well, isn't it possible that Trump was a, was a con man from the beginning, playing his part right through? Why didn't he do any of the things he said he'd do? He signed bills which allowed lots of foreign techies to come in from India and elsewhere into the States, rather than look after American jobs at home. Did it, I think he did it twice. Under the agreements, again, the free trade agreements, you see. So the things he did were always contrary to what he would tell the people. And really, I think the whole idea with it, with his family involved, like some kind of dynasty, was intentionally put across to make, again, push this idea that the old system's obsolete. Don't forget that technocracy wants efficiency. Communism wanted efficiency by against elevating science above everything else. That was the idea. What have you heard during this whole COVID exercise? Science, or anybody who defies the science as a Luddite or, you know, or mad, or dangerous even. It all works together. Nothing happens by itself in our system. And you're constantly getting programmed for different things which are to come. Constantly. Now remember folks, cuttingthroughthematrix.com Go into the site itself, my own site. Don't just rely on outside sources because you can see that the the oligarchs are on a warpath mode. I've told their, their puppets down below to be on a warpath uh, against any contrary information out there on anything pretty well now. It's going to get a lot worse than this on any topic at all eventually. As you're trained into the kind of brave new world and, and scenario and George Orwell's system too of 1984. So, but they're both can combined at this moment. Of course they are. I've always said they would use both systems at once. And so cutting through the matrix.com, make sure you've got your list of the sites I have in case any go down. And if anything happens, hopefully you can still go in there and listen to me 
talking my head off. And also you can donate to me and you find out how to do it at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Uh, even personal check and PayPal. Cash is okay. Moneygram stores. I can't get into the, unfortunately, into the post office for a while because this is a lockdown for a month now. A month. And, and I won't even argue the rights and wrongs of it or the PCR tests or, or the matter that, that only a, maybe a few folk have tested positive. Testing doesn't mean you're sick, folks. And if you have the cold, the common cold, you'll test for it too. It's a coronavirus. Eh? So I won't even bother arguing all these different points at the moment. But the fact is, yeah, it's a whole month for essential things only. I mean, they mean really essential. They've all also put out... Uh, Supposedly, I don't know if they're police or, 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 or a civilian police force now or something. It could be the contact tracers they're using. That I said would get turned into something like the Stasi. But they put them through stores, which are allowed to open, like, like the food outlets and so on. To go after the people and follow them around the store to make sure they keep distancing apart and get them instant fines on the spot if they inadvertently uh, get too close to each other. Or their mask slips down, or whatever it happens to be, you know. This is this is this this is incredible tyranny, folks. And incredible tyranny. But again, I won't even just go into that. There's no point anymore. It was planned before, long before you heard of COVID nineteen. And you've already had the gleeful announcements in the newspapers from a lot of the characters who plan, helped, were in on the planning say that they admired China and they knew that China could order the people to obey right away. But in the democratic countries, they couldn't deal with the folk the same. And they were, and they were so surprised, happily surprised how quickly everybody became obedient in the West and, and did what they were told. They all said that. Neil Ferguson and different ones too. Canada did the same thing. Trudeau's openly, he's quite open about his love, complete love for the Chinese system of communism. Because he's ordered and people just do what they're told or else, you see. So we're going to and uh, we'll see what we can do. We can still get the books out eventually when I, when I can get into town, I suppose. And don't forget, too, under these perpetual lockdowns, I say perpetual because I'll put up, too, the, 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 the guidance from the government for Canada and for Ontario. Where it, it's right in there that it can be 30 days at a time and immediately renewed before it's up for another 30 days. They can, they can take it for a whole year. Remember what Fauci said just last year, at the beginning of this whole thing, you know, when he said it wasn't, it wasn't even going to affect America, just ignore it. And don't borrow with masks, you don't need them. Until the whole plan was unraveled step by step. And they admitted later he lied to the people and about this, and he lied about that. For the greater good, though. You know. It's for your own benefit that they lied to you, you understand. And then he said, as he got towards summer, late summer, he says, you know, I'd, I'd rather have the people locked down for a, even a year and a half, maybe two, he says. And he said that again in the fall. Who is this guy? I don't vote for him. There are so many top people in, in virology and epidemiology who know their stuff. Way, way overqualified, way beyond Fauci, who completely disagree with them. 
because Fauci is a bureaucrat, well-paid bureaucrat, with his fingers in different pies, of course he is. But he's in on the agenda, obviously. And he's in with the deep state, the real kind of CIA organization. He's got clearance. He works with, with biolabs. And that's where you make the, the bioweapons, isn't it? So, yeah, complete lockdown and so on. But again, back to Trump again. It, really, it, it does make me think, as I say, people didn't have anybody really to vote for the first time. But they were completely disaffected about what had been happening in the country. And the service economy had all been put into since all the free trade agreements. And the closing of lots of factories and all the spin-offs and, 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 and engineering companies, all the different ones who supplied the factories and made things for them. And so having many different levels of work, you know, gone. By the oligarchies, again, using your politicians. I'll, I'll say again, you should go in, I guess if James Goldsmith's talk to the Senate, when they were de- debating about the free trade things, they were going to say, but I knew it was a foregone conclusion, but he told them what, what would happen, what was going to come, mass unemployment. Service economy is pass things around, buy it from, import stuff, pass it around from hand to hand until it's at the stores and to the customer. And then the customer takes all the levels of taxation that's now missing that used to come from the levels of production, from raw ore to, to a finished billet, say, of steel, to the next phase, to a, a plant that made it into whatever, etc., etc. All levels of taxation, all gone. And then import duty is gone. So all those taxes gone had to be placed upon the taxpayer under many different kind of taxes and hidden taxes. And they used it with Britain, of course, and Canada as general sales tax. And value-added tax. Then they lumped it in the, the harmonized sales tax, they call it now. You know. <laughs> People don't know what they're living through because we, we are too easily led by emotion. Dissatisfaction generally shows itself first with emotion and irritation in the early stages, then leading to anger. Then leaders are supplied to you who say everything you're thinking. And then they lead you up the garden path, or use you. But everything that happened on the 6th of January is exactly what your own forces do across the world in unconventional warfare in all these different countries. Everything. To achieve an objective, they achieved their, achieve their objective, and now those who are now serving the oligarchs as the pretended rulers for the oligarchs are to be vicious, you see, now really vicious. And all the different agencies have set up. We'll go out there looking for anybody that's got a point of view that's not far left, or at least at least happily connected with Marx. Don't forget the Marxist ideology was to be a collective society. Kind of sameness, boring sameness. And the United Nations, that was definitely Marxist, and, and these are terms like Trotskyists, there's different versions of the same thing. It's, it's all the same thing, folks. Because as a collectivist type society, they wanted you to live in, where individuality would be frowned upon. That's exactly what the United Nations said to the biggest enemy to the planet, is the individual, as opposed to the collective. Is it? 
That's what you had in Brave New World. The happy utopia, you see, where they eventually brought the savage into from outside, from the wilderness, into their advanced utopia, where all the people who lived in the utopia were artificially bred or, or created genetically from human cells. All the bad ones taken out, you know, the bad ones. They would make them individuals, you see, to give. So you had alpha betas and so on, uh, all the way down. And, and they'd all be bred for, for, their, for their, their, their place in society, for their work. That was the distribution of labor, you see, the Marxist ideology, you know. So you'd breed them for their, for their work. And they'd all be trained through hypnopedia, I think it was, uh, if that's what um, Huxley called it, where they, when that sleep indoctrination was, was a big fad, you know, long ago. Repetition, repetition. Eventually, of course, it was more perfected with MK Ultra and LSD and the constant rep- repetition of, of the same phrases over and over. That's what they did in MK Ultra later on, you know. Oh, by your own authorities. Oh, the CIA again. Oh, that's right, yeah. But then again, 30 years before that, there's, there's actually with Brave New World talking about using it through tapes so that, or even record players, you know, records. So every, every type of, of class for, for, for work was given its own indoctrination to be happy, you see. But collective. So really, an alpha should be much the same as every other alpha. Anything outside of what they were supposed to do was deviant, deviant behavior. So 1930, it was in 1932 or three that it was published, I think, Brave New, um, Brave New World. And when you see the movies that came out on it, there's different ones. One was done in 1980, another one done in 1998, perhaps, or 90s for sure. And they update the, the later one, of course, with more sex in it and so on, more explicit. But in the 1980s version, they go through the different rhymes that each person's taught to repeat. Uh, about promiscuity, it was your duty to be promiscuous, yeah. but have no part, no, 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 no partner. You would go to it over and over again. You'd have different partners all the time, but you couldn't breed, you see, because the hatchery is to breed the perfect humans, and the, and the removal of certain genes and and insertion of other genes to make to try and perfect the species, but also to make them all happy. So there's no conflict in the great big city they lived in. Everybody had everything they wanted. In the actual book version, we're almost past that phase because they're also, in the knowledge of the whole thing, they were taught to be happy consumers. So the material goods were all being met, you see. And don't forget Marxism too, is dialectical materialism. And materialistic produce was very important to them and the consumption of it. It was very important to the right kind of consumption for the right products. And so everybody could get everything they wanted, and they, could, they were given benefits, you see, coincidentally, <laughs> where, where they'd be, by the age of, in their, of 30, maybe 35, and they would stop at that age, they wouldn't get, look any older or feel old age problems until they hit about 70, 80 sometimes 90 years of age, then they suddenly age as, as cells died off and so on. And because it was programmed into their genes, 
to, to go. They actually programmed death into their genes at a certain age. But there's a, a varied, maybe 10-year span amongst them that could happen within, you see. And the children were taught to go around these, these places where, the, where they were dead or dying and to sing happy, cheerful songs because death was a happy thing, you see. And, and if you didn't die on cue, they were, they were happy to give you euthanasia. But we have that now. We're past that phase, almost, not all of it, naturally. Promiscuity was awfully successful from the 60s onwards. With drugs too, eh? And the hippie era, and then drugs, and LSD, and, and promiscuity. And the pill, of course, you know, contraceptive pill. And a mass abortion. So we're kind of past it to an extent. Because under the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset, you see, you're going into post-consumerism. But what's interesting, Brave New Worlds, all the slogan, slogans for everything, and they even name the surnames after batches of the people in the great city. They named them from the nursery onwards, from certain batches. It's, it's like Rothschilds was one of them. And Ford for the Ford Motor Company, and different ones like that, you see. And Marx as well. Even Lysenko was in one of the versions as well. So, if, so the important folk, they call important people in history, would be the, you, you'd have the, you'd get their namesakes, basically. And you would, you'd perform your duties and be happy, having sex all the time, being physically well, up until the time your duty die. And... Um, you wouldn't have old age problems at all. And you'd look much the same, not much over 35 or so until you hit your, your maximum years, you know, then you suddenly age. And they had soma, which was the answer to everything. All stresses were dealt with with soma and all the different categories that they bred for work was soma, soma, soma. In the dialogues, of course, in, in the movie, you know, they'll actually come out with it, with a little bits of the dialogues of of their system. Is it, if, if there's any questions about their system, why they did this and why they did that, and that science itself, according to Alpha Plus, the one the leader at the time, and one of them, I think it was a 1980s version or 82, whatever it was, but but he he actually says to to another Alpha, he says, oh no, a younger Alpha, he says, I know you're doing your best, you're doing things efficiently and accurately, but he says, don't forget that science isn't just to be accurate. Science is about control. And so you'd have to tell, often lie to the, to the people below you the reasons why you were doing certain things, but justify it by the use of science. It's really scientific, it's proven, you see, when it really wasn't. You were doing things for control purposes. That's what we hear today now. What I say with COVID, or science, 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 science has proven, eh? Science says, or, or I'm following science, says Boris Johnson. Hmm? The same science that told you not to worry about it in the beginning from Fauci. Who then says, don't wear face masks, I'm no use to you. Who later on said, and says, most Americans shouldn't really worry about this, it probably won't affect as much at all. And who completely reversed everything. Again, this is a guy from uses science, right? Rest of it, you must wear masks. And you should be fined if you don't. And you should just do what you're told. They actually said that on a TV show. You should just do what you're told. Don't think for yourself. You don't have the ability to understand this. Just do what the experts say. Do what you're told, they said. 
And that would be the problem, you said, on, on the interview with Americans, because Americans are too used to having making their own decisions. You know, what a nuisance it is for technocrats, isn't it? So you're living through amazing times, but I'd, I'd advise everybody to go through Brave New World, the different versions of it. Because you do get a lot from it, of how things aren't quite just, just openly developing by themselves, and, and weren't in the past, by the way. When you think that Aldous Huxley, who gave the speech at Berkeley in the 60s, to students who were into behaviorism and psychology for, for control purposes. You know, all experiments are done on, on innocent people who don't know they're being experimented upon. They use a lot of students for that too. You know. But he gave the talk at Berkeley and he said, well, all these things that talk about Brave New World are coming to pass and, and, more, and, the, and a lot more will, will still come to pass. But he was absolutely confident of it. So although it was written as a, a kind of tongue-in-cheek look at a, at a possible future, it, was, it, was, it came from the fact that he's already sat and his family remember were, but they were actually related to that. It wasn't just the fact that that uh, the grandfather uh, Thomas Huxley was Darwin's bulldog, geneticist, you see, and the genetics and superior and inferior types. But they belonged to all the groups that ran socialism. <laughs> That's what Julian Huxley's brother was into for UNESCO. Quite openly, the planned society, yeah? the planned world society. That's what we're going into now. Do what you're told into a post. Even though it was all fake, they had to give you some slack at times in democratic, a post-democratic system. Because don't forget, the Emergency Powers Act is a martial law act, which you use under wartime scenarios. And democracy goes out the window during that period. That's why covid is the system they decided to push. You, they couldn't strip you of all your rights now without it, without a war. You either have a real war against a, a physical enemy or you, you create one with an invisible one. And you all have to do what you're told now, you see. Or else. So much, that's your, for democracy, that's, your, that's out the window. And that's why they chose this. And by the way, that's why uh, again, it's no secret. This isn't just coincidental. The Club of Rome, I've mentioned this before, the CEO of it you know, was quite open about the fact that businesses wouldn't be able to open up without being sustainable, and they'll decide who's sustainable and so on. It's not just the great reset. It's the green, and the, the pretended green, the code word for the, again, the socialistic technocratic system, the green system that's coming in. And again, you had the same thing for the World Economic Forum. Same thing. The Great Reset is a reset of the way we live. Post-consumer. You'll own nothing, you'll have nothing, and you'll be happy. That's where you got Brave New World from. You didn't have to own anything. Everything was supplied. Right? <laughs> it is interesting how it works out and how it plays out. And generations come and go and never figure it out, eh? And they fall for the traps over and over. Vote for this person, vote for that person. Don't you think it was kind of odd? Again, leading up to, to Trump's first election, before you heard of Trump running for it, don't you think it's kind of odd that the, the Republic Party 
wasn't working overtime to supply with, with viable leaders. It was just like a silence. That was one of your clue, clues that was something that was already prepared. And getting back to what I said earlier, about 2,000 or so, even the mainstream said, there's something going on here. And is it possible even what Bush was doing at the time with all these wars, the neocons, it would destroy the faith, people's faith in the voting system of left-wing and right-wing paradigm. And that maybe out of it would come a one-party system. Well, that's exactly where it's supposed to go. And you can go on and on and on of what Trump did to, but it wasn't for Americans. It really wasn't. And, of course... I mean, you can go on and on and on, including about the cutting back on mass migration. And to find it, no, I mean, you actually sign a lot of things to help people come in, if you dig into it. And then you have, again, and again, towards the end, when he ran the last time there, he said he just hadn't, couldn't get round to it to get it all finished. Well, yeah, had I got it started for the wall for Mexico. Then folk will say, well, it would cost too much to do it. You're borrowing a trillion, one one and a half trillion dollars almost a month, maybe maybe even more than that, probably more than that, actually, under the guise of COVID, saving us all from COVID. No problem finding it for that, borrowing it for that. Hey, hey, hey. Well, facts don't matter. And now you have, again, the Stasi system, a kind of civilian Kind of spy police force that uh, a lot of these trackers that are now turned into now police uh, kind of unofficial police. Well, what does what does that mean? Unofficial police with powers to issue fines. This is the Stasi. That's what, that's the sort of thing they did in all the Soviet bloc countries with these groups that the different levels of them. You, you honestly can't make this stuff up. What you're living through and folk don't get it. Right down to having neighbours turn in neighbours. Oh, I saw an extra person going there. I think there's maybe, that makes it three. It's supposed to be two or something like that. You know? Then cops are battering down doors. And in Britain, they're doing it without warrants or anything. On someone's tip-off, no proof. When cops batter your doors down without proof, they're rather aggressive. And cops, when they have no proof and they're told they're, they're given like martial law powers, have the power to b- beat your brains in. You're getting the point here. They're not some nursing agency that comes in uh, to brush your hair and, and make sure you're feeling okay and pat you on the back. Now, I don't know if they're p- paying people rewards for tips. You don't even know if there are real tips. They don't have to disclose who tipped them off. There's no inquiries. This is straight out of the Stasi system. Straight out of it. But one happened in Aberdeen there, in Scotland. And luckily someone was, was, was using their, their phone to photograph it or film it, video it, and... Um, the cops just barged right in the door. As soon as the, the, the people opened the door, they barged right in. He'd, there was no, we're here because of so-and-so. 
He said, no, none of that, straight in. And the, the woman contracted her, the, the, the policeman, he was a bit towering, the cops towering over her, you know. And she says, you can't come in here and do what you're doing here. She says, get out of my house. You know? He says, I can do whatever I want. He says, this is, you'll hear him saying this, by the way. They tried to play it down in the mainstream newspapers. But I'll put this up. You'll see two different versions on a guy talking about it on BitChute, another one with actual family filming it. And the cop says, I can kick this door down if I want to, he says. Do you hear what you're saying? When you're here, you're in a hellish totalitarian system now, folks. These are the kind of things that came out of third world countries, banana republics, under dictatorships. And in, at the height of the Cold War in, in the Soviet system. The arrogance is astonishing. You can't give cops this kind of power. And that goes, you have to, they better start going backwards and, and, and saying, wait a minute, the public have the right, especially when public are getting hurt. And these folk got hurt, you see them getting beaten to the ground the whole thing. In front of the children. The people have to have new systems set up to demand and get into force, an illegal force, the names of the cops now, you know, who they are, so they can be shamed forever and get put out of the forces. You've got to do this, because it's going to escalate. Going to escalate, folks. But there's no safe place for, for the citizen anymore. No peace anymore. None at all. And cops, once they're in, they'll find, you, they'll find something they find you with. They always do try to cover themselves. You'll see it too in an Australian one. If you can find the, the clip from it, the link to it, where a woman stops, you know, she stopped that she's pushing her, her, her child pram, I think they call it perambulator, what you call them to carriage, I guess. Coming out of, of a, a store, and uh, this this punky cop approaches her, starts putting the gloves on as long as going to stick something up. You know what? That's that's the impression you get with it. And he he's, he grabs her purse to get into her purse and the whole thing. Because she wasn't wearing a mask, because of exemptions, you see. And over there, she knew her rights a whole bit. They're really, they're, obviously, something's happened to somebody who came off the, for the worst of, of one of these search and seizures by cops. Because she, she demanded you know, the rights and named the actual law. And the cop went, had to go off and phone his superior, using a landline, I think, maybe. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. And the cop had to come back, and, and, and it, I wouldn't call it an apology to the woman after what he did. But he had to dismiss it and just let her go. You can't give cops these kind of powers. This is what you saw in third world countries, and I said definitely in, in the, the, the Soviet system in, at the height of the Cold War. No doubt about it. Absolutely. You can't have it. Uh, the, the cops are the same everywhere. Human nature is the same everywhere. You can't allow that thing to start and, and take off. Can't allow it. And you have to have citizens groups set up uh, to make sure that such characters, no, they don't continue. They don't, they don't continue in some career where they can have early retirements and a good pension and citizens who, are, who pay all this 
for, for their for their money for their wages. Uh, don't get that. They they work till about seventy now. No, you, you, the people have to get committees set up that don't stop and don't give up and push and push to get more rights and to, and to have their own inquiry group set up legally. You can't leave it to the police to investigate themselves here. We're looking at years of this, understand. It's meant to go on for years. I put up the, the PDFs from the World Bank Months ago, when they talked about, they were because they are now managing the, the fake loans to all the, the countries, the blips on your computer, and and how much interest that all you are going to get paid, paying for the rest of your lives and your great 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 grandchildren. If, you probably won't have children by then, mind you, but because you're going into you are going to the next step of brave new world. <laughs> but that's what's, what's happening right now. The World Bank said that this they've set a target of five years for COVID. With the provision, just like the other provisions locally for lockdowns, with the provision for the World Bank, that they can extend it for another five years if necessary, just 10 years of total shutdowns, on and off shutdowns. What's to come out of this system is a, a system where you're rationed on everything. In 10 years, children who are born, or young right now, will think it's all quite normal. Even the ones at five right now, maybe up to 10, they'll think it's all quite normal. They'll be 20 years old by then. Just like the ones, and I said this at 9-11 happened, I said, you realize with the martial law coming in, the techniques for total surveillance, and giving your ID and all your information out all the time and having no privacy, that's going to be quite normal, I said. Uh, even the five-year-olds then, come 2020, it's, it's going to be quite normal. And they'll be the ones who are, who are indoctrinated in school for groupthink and, and for uh, the Extinction Rebellion and all that kind of stuff. That's what's come along, isn't it? The greening groups and so on. Taught to hate their parents. You can assume they've destroyed our planet. No, you haven't destroyed the planet. You haven't at all. The techniques of, of having children turn against their parents are ancient and well known. Well known. And what I'm giving you isn't bad news. I've said before, if you want truth, it's like jumping out of a plane without a parachute. You've got to have faith that somehow, somehow, you'll learn something that's going to help you. And it's not easy because people want security. It's a natural thing. In a wild state, we, we, we're born wanting security, but we fight to get it, to get shelter, because nature's not kind to you. It's not kind at all. It doesn't care if you live or die. You know? Water is beautiful. A lake's beautiful, but you can drown it quite easily. Again, there's no, nothing's going to cry for you. The birds will still sing. The fish will swim by. Yeah. So we have a natural need for security. But you can also be trained to be dependent. And you don't realize you've crossed the line when you're totally dependent. You have a, a, an exaggerated need for an artificial security provided by your masters, because you all have masters. That, again, is a brave new world. Definite hierarchy. 
with the Alpha Plus at the top and the Alphas who decide what happens to everybody else. That's where we are with it all. People think that somehow the battles were fought long ago to get rights. And that they just stay there as rights. If there's a battle fought to get rights that really actually benefits you, they've been immediately attacked quietly and subverted or chipped away. Or, or gone across or gone over or gone around to get past your rights. It's immediate. It never stops. Everything I'm saying was talked about quite openly. By one of the first massive compilations of arguments and talks and discussions about what freedom and rights happened to be, that was the American Revolution. Where lots of the people involved discussed it at the time and put it into, eventually it's all put into book forms, different dialogues. Today, the, the folk don't need, a lot of things that are happening today were talked about then. Of, of the ways that, that systems of government take everything away from you and becomes a powerful and cruel tyrant, a master, you see. They knew all that. Same with the, the, the famous saying, whether you said it or not, because a lot of famous sayings, sayings are bogus, you know that. They want to put in the mouths of people, you're, they're, taught, you're taught to be heroes. And, and intelligent people and important people, or even scientists, a lot of this stuff is put into the mouths by later biographers. Otherwise, these same scientists now would be so busy trying to figure out new things to say, they would have no time to work in science. But you have Benjamin Franklin, who said famously, he was asked at the, on the steps of the Philadelphia Hall, by people outside, because people weren't allowed into that meeting. It was all, all landowners at the top, and all, pretty well, almost all of them Freemasons, by the way. And, and they admit that themselves, eh? It's no conspiracy thing. <laughs> but they, they, they actually said, what, what, um, what kind of government have you given us? He didn't get to vote on it. They were given one, right? And they said, a republic, says Franklin, supposedly, if you can keep it. What do you think he means by, if you can keep it? Well, of course, if you're a republic, as opposed to the, the farce of democracy, uh, then, then the democracy, those who already are the oligarchs of democracy, are going to try to chip it away and get it back again, right? That's what they do. And, and democracy, like, like countries like Britain has democracy, supposed to put there, what kind of democracy do they have? Do you know thousands of folk were locked up who opposed going into World War I? And then World War II, before, just before it was coming on, they were all, again, another bunch were locked up. Is that because you have the right to say no? And the right to say, I don't want to go off and fight for something I don't even understand, never mind want to, I don't want to kill anybody anyway. But they understood, a lot of them, from previous investigations, that you're always used. You're always used for purposes you'll never figure out. And it won't be for about 50 years after the end of it that you might start leaking out the truth about why it happened in the first place. And by that time, no one cares, you see. That's why they had the Official Secrets Act. The Official Secret Act. As I say, it can last 100 years or more. It's so interesting, Pierre Trudeau, 
uh, resealed some of the cases using the official secret site for another 50 years when I left office. (laughs) I'm not surprised, mind you. So that's your open society, your open, real open society. You're you're democratic. But republic, supposedly, was to to fix in a system of rights and rules and regulations and laws. So that, and again, the division of different powers uh, over the people. So they can be taken over. Well, we'd have a look today. That, that, that went a long time ago. Long time ago. And as I say, the CIA, what is the CIA? You know, it's, it's like an operative army system, almost invisible army uh, that the oligarchs use across the planet. As an, and, and inside the U.S. as well, which is not supposed to be. But who, who cares anymore what's supposed to be? But it's supposed to be um, restricted to outside the country. They're quite open about it now. They're completely and have been all along, totally tied up inside the nation of the U.S. And when it comes to even, I think it was Kennedy at one point, was thinking about disbanding them because they're overthrowing countries galore all over the place in Africa too. And. It didn't bode well for him when he mentioned that he'd like to see it disbanded. Because there are discussions of what is it? And it's a parallel government. Well, if it's parallel, who is it serving? It serves the oligarchs, what you now call the deep state. Well, how can you have you both working? If it's something that's there to serve the oligarchs, and, and doesn't even have to report to politicians that you elect, then you don't have democratic republics or any kind of democracy that I can see. Britain's much better at it because they keep talking about the British Constitution, but you have to search through piles of history books to try to find bits and pieces of that, that might or might not. It's like COVID. You know, it might be or it may be or it might not be part of it. Nobody knows. But out of it, folks, well, we've, got, we've got rights, you know, we've got rights. Then they bring up the Magna Carta. It was for nobility and free men. Most folk then and later were bondsmen. They were bonded by the masters. They were serfs. Serfs. A nice term for slaves, you know. You didn't need shackles for them, but you went after them and hunted them and branded them if they, if they escaped from the area they were born in because they were born to serve the master that was appointed over them for that area for the crown. Yeah. And that was a wonderful Norman system. So, they, so really, you know, the, the only rights that people started to have for a, were literally came out because of the promises at World War One, and, and even then they had to fight and fight to get them to do anything at all. And come World War Two, nobody would have, they could have tried all they wanted to force them off to fight it. So they had to start giving them some, or fulfill some of their, their rights that they thought they'd won by World War One. I'm not kidding you. You know what I said earlier too, about most folk can't handle the truth. And it's like jumping out of a plane without a parachute, to an extent it is. Because on the way down, you can see all different things, and you'll be clutching at this and clutching at that, and it goes through your hands, yada, yada, yada. And you'll see lots of things you don't want to see. 
We've all had conditioning, one way or another, just like Brave New World. And all the citizenry had massive conditioning, or MKUltra. We've all had it in so many ways. Because the systems didn't develop by themselves, didn't out of nowhere. They were designed by oligarchs, always. To serve the oligarchs. Absolutely. Another analogy was, it's like coming out of, of a tunnel underground. And you're, you're going towards the light, you know, and try to find the truth or whatever, get into daylight. And you, you see a little light at the end of the tunnel and you start to get towards the surface. And when you see, just peer out the tunnel, there's a field. And across the field, there's a, there's a forest on the other side of the field. But on the way, you'll see all these signs saying, come here, I've got the truth here. It's like, no, no, the truth's here, blah, blah, blah. And then you've got all these different things. Here's the alien truth, here's this truth, here's the blah, blah, blah truth. And, and folk will jump here and there. And, and literally, they get trapped in a minefield of signs. I've got the truth, I've got the truth, I've got the truth. And you have no idea that literally the oligarchy has set up all these different fronts to, to detract you from, your, from what you're really seeking for. And to, it's, again, it's, it's like Buddhism. I've mentioned Buddhism before, and Buddhism is a certain stage that you get to, the monks get to, where they get into a realm, a realm of being, or a state of being, where something that Carl Jung and others can experience or have experienced in other ways, not really focused on it, but, but it'll happen once in a while. But with the monks, they claim they get to a stage where the things, the little powers appear around you, like like in the Christian ideal ideas, or or even Catholic Catholic ideas, I should say, more so. And and going way back into Zoroastrian and, and different ancient, they're all related, related, intertwined with the mysteries, as like they call themselves. But the fact is, the accumulation of what they saw as knowledge, from the magical, etc., all the way up to the present day. And science and combined, etc. But when you jump into science, you can't rule out everything. That was what Carl Jung talked about too, because he was arguing with Freud, and how he fell out with Freud. He was the only um, one person in the class that, that didn't that 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 Freud picked to go into the world and to the rest of the world and to be accepted to push the dogma. But Freud wanted to put everything down to sex, everything. Everything, right, libido, 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 and sublimation of libido that cause anxieties and depression and even murders, etc., etc., which was a political agenda, and it still is, by the way, used by later schools. But Young really felt like he says, no, everything is not down to sex, that humans do, absolutely not. And as we're having the argument, according to Young himself, there was a massive crack in the room very loud crack, and apparently, I think it was the, the backing of a, a like a chest of drawers or something, or something that maybe culturally in the, in the kitchen was in, cracked, split in half, right along this, this length, you know. And it's in, and that's when when Young says, "See, it's, it's there other powers than just all of this, that meaning science." And as he said, it, it, it happened again, something like another massive crack, and something else bust. An energy, you see. Well, getting back to Buddhism, certain types of Buddhism, they would go through in their journey, supposedly, you know, to, to get to a state 
where the, the entities or, or beings or forces would, would be out there. This is what they say. And they'd be incredibly enticing to draw you out or into them, actually. Maybe even to lose yourself in them. And they said if you, if you ignored them, you could go higher and actually gain control over certain powers or whatever. But if you, if you, if you allowed yourself to get, it's like the, it's kind of like old, the old odysseys and so on. We will see sailors getting trapped on islands, the lotus and, and so on, eaters, etc. And, and, and they get trapped into a kind of foggy, foggy, and time would just pass. They would, they would trap you. The things that we enchanted you, and that's a key enchantment, would, would take you over and you'd lose yourself and you'd lose any progression. You'd be stuck there. But you would actually think you had achieved your goal. You're living in an illusion. And, and of course, the Buddhists see you ignore that whole, that whole area. No matter what you see and how fascinating it can be, and go on to a higher stage, you see, because you still haven't learned what's important. And that's what again Carl Jung was trying to get across to Freud, who definitely was had a political agenda. <laughs> and folk never have never ever figured that out either. Most of them, anyway. some people didn't know at the time. So you're living through incredible agendas. Of course you are. And the idea for, of oligarchies using mind control of all kinds and propaganda. What do you, what do you think propaganda is? Basic propaganda is, is mind control. When you standardize all opinion through having owning all the media pretty well, then it's propaganda, which is mind control. It's channeling all thought down directed avenues approved by your masters. So you would come to believe it all. Just like the characters in Brave New World. Or as Bertrand Russell put it simply, who belonged to all these different groups, by the way, of his day, who inherited the title eventually when his brother died as Lord. Bertrand Russell said, he said that... um, Everybody in the world eventually could be made to believe they live in the best country in the world. And actually they do, they're told that by their governments. And that's why they believe it. They'll tell you that they're told you have the best education system. Every country is told that you're given the, you have the best healthcare system, you have the best welfare system, you have the best, best, best. Repeat, 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 slow and slow and slow until the folk actually believe it. Great sum, isn't it? I was looking at some countries, the expatriates go, expats, as they say, for retirement or whatever. And not necessarily just for retirement, just to get away from the, from the attorneys that they've been living under and hope to get some, use some of the, the bucks with value for their own life before they've got some life left in them. As you keep devaluing your currency back home. And... You never hear, again, from your own countries, how wonderful some of these countries are when it comes to like medical care and so on. And the operations they, they have in some of these countries are more advanced than the ones that do in your own country, unless you really can afford it. And Canada forgets that you're written off unless you're a somebody. See, in our, our real socialist, communist type systems, you're a somebody or a nobody. 
and you're already categorized. How many ailments do you have according to your age? How old are you? Yada, 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 yada. We even get this treatment, that treatment. Or not. And that's what bioethics has been pushed to the top for. Bioethics is an old idea put out there again by the socialist communists, the scientific society, the technocrats, you see. But some of these countries that haven't got that yet, that we think of as third world countries, only because the propaganda comes out makes you think that. Because they're different in some ways, you see. They're not third world. What is third world? What do, you, what do they mean by, is it purely economic they're talking about? Third world state, or what is it? But yeah, some of these hospitals that they have, they're very low insurance. Well, we'll do all they can to keep you alive and make you better. That's almost a, a foreign thing to my ears these days. After all these years, listen to what they're saying in Canada. To euthanasia, <laughs> or save, and the present articles, we can save money by not not giving treatments to certain people under COVID. You know what they start restricting who gets the medications, and they'll cure them because yes, they can. You don't have to die with it, folks. Yeah, they have different treatments now. They don't have to just stick something down your trachea that pops your the alveolar tissue in your lungs anymore. They have medications. Eh? They'll take that kind of quiet. And once you get over it, you see you've got antibodies that you developed yourself. They've come out with the studies too, that people who had even original SARS, SARS-1, have working antibodies that, that work against the, the SARS-2, 19-2, SARS-CoV-2. But they don't want you to, to, to publicize it too widely. They also want, don't want you to say too, that the test they did from the folk who had the COVID last year, maybe in the early early phase of it in the spring, I still have antibodies yet, you see? Because they don't want you to think it'll last that long because it was their vaccination. But the vaccination, they say, won't last much longer either. So what's the point of taking something that's, that's very dangerous? If you, and most folk actually, lately I really think most folk have probably experienced or come in contact with, with, with COVID-19 be almost impossible not to. And then, then they come out with a, a, a big hype too. Oh, there's another strain. Well, they had all these strains last, last, last spring. They published all that stuff then, same stuff. And now you find out by the few folk who've inquired to, again, specialists in the area, reputable specialists, not, not, not little bloggers, folks. They're saying that, that this latest one, that they're saying, oh, this is a new one. It could be more contagious. They have absolutely no studies on it at all so far to even make that statement. See, so it's the hype, it's the fear, it's the war or reign of terror upon the people to make them come to comply. I'll put up another link to it too. Big Tree talking to a professor in British Columbia about uh, about some of this too. He's seeing the same things himself. So we're living through amazing times where now huge agendas being pushed forward. And again, the vaccine passed. But all this stuff to me is just like repetition Groundhog Day. Because I, I said that I gave these same talks many years ago. And folks said, oh, oh these things, oh, that would never happen. But you never, I'd say you, you won't get into a grocery store to get your food without uh, some electronic device. And they'll know exactly when you come in through your facial recognition or some other way. Because cell phones is the way with it too that you haven't had your up-to-date vaccinations and alarms will go off and you get arrested. 
and it's coming, it's happening. <laughs> and some places faster too. But yeah, suddenly, with all the, see all these, these you, you, have, you have characters in your own societies that will sell you out over and over and over again for big profits. And you're in an age where, this is an age where, because of COVID, oh, they're throwing billions and millions out to big high-tech company pals, you know, who are part of the oligarchies, of course, obviously, at the top, with all these little sub-companies below them. That's the ones you hear of, but they have massive ones above them. And they're getting all these grants to do that. We pay for our own chains over and over and over, for the apps, for everything, and now for the vaccine passports that I talked about 20-odd years ago or more, more than that. And folks, oh, that'll never happen. Oh, no, this, is, this isn't a speculation. I was talking about stuff I was reading from the WHO back then and different organizations associated with it, what they'd want to bring in. And what they plan to bring in. Well, again, you need a Pearl Harbor event. Right? And what was it? Uh, cough, cough, a tissue. Oh, that'll do. <laughs> is it winter yet? Oh, everybody's got the cold. Okay, or the flu. That'll do. But nothing happens by itself. And even the coordination for all of this took years to plan step by step. And going way back, as I say, to, to the at least the, the big one in, that the Rockefeller Foundation had in conjunction, working with the Johns Hopkins group, with the lockstep scenario. you know, And then many, many tests afterwards of what they, what they would do. Then the meetings they had after, what, 2005, where they would eventually say, if we ever really mandate something, we'll, we'll have to give the vaccine companies complete immunity from prosecution. Well, listen, I, I am taking nothing that I can't sue them all for. You can't give carte blanche to people who literally have that kind of power over you. They already have the fallout from people like the doctor in Florida there that had... Uh, Literally, his immune system turned against him within two weeks. A very healthy man. His wife said this was definitely the vaccination. And the hospital had to admit that when he was admitted to hospital, he didn't have any of the blood, blood clot and platelets left. None. Zero. We have about 150,000 to 450,000. Know, per milliliter, you know. None, zero. A hemorrhage to death. Because the mechanism, the clotting mechanism, was gone. His immune system turned on him. This is happening, this kind of thing is happening everywhere. But I said this at the beginning even if millions were to die, this, this mandate is chiseled in stone. They don't intend to back off. That's very obvious. And you know from the media, the media will, will, will just keep it all quiet because you've, you've, you honestly have never had such collusion of media as demonstrated in this past year or two, you know, even a few years. Total collusion together not to tell you things that you should know.
that this this noble lie nonsense doesn't wash, you know. Well, we we can't we have to lie to the people because we can't tell them the truth. It's for their own good. When they just decide, when oligarchs decide, what's good for the rest of the public, for for adults, for mature adults, what's good for you, you're under tyranny, folks. What you should know and what you shouldn't know. How could you ever possibly blurt from your mouth freedom? Well, we're free and we're democratic. Well, they had to lie to us, you know, for our own good. It would be nice for once, wouldn't it? Again, I'm dreaming here, and I'm in the realms of fantasy. It would be nice if they actually came out at times and says, here's all the facts that we have. And, and they give you the facts, and that's it. No suggestions what to do, just give you the facts. But that, that would be fantasy, wouldn't it? You've never had the facts about the wars that have been going on for, what, 30-odd years straight, pretty well. Starting with Desert Storm, then no flyovers, then invasions, yada, 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 yada. You never heard the facts when they tried to do mass vaccination in 2009. And, and that's when they got another bill passed because, well, you know, we won't make any more, you know, uh, if people aren't going to take them. With the mandate to take them. But what a business that is when you pass something which mandates whatever you come up with in the future. Isn't that an incentive for a big con there? For big private corporations to earn billions each time they, they say, oh, wolf, wolf. And governments are going to back. Isn't that called fascism? Corporate fascism. <clears throat> That's what you're in, folks. I tell you, can laugh too, because when you saw some of the speakers in the U.S. House of Representatives there, after the supposed, they call it riots, but it wasn't riots. You know. How can it be riots when you see the, the, the guards not letting them all in? And the ones coming in, telling them who they were, what groups they belonged to, <laughs> to get in. Uh, but when you see them, that's a representative. Look at either side of I, I gave these talks years ago. Either side of that, of that big, this big stage at the back there, is the fasci. Left and right, the fasci. Like two pillars, but the fasci. The bundles of rods with the axe in the middle. Ancient symbol of Rome, eh? And the word, that's where they say we're stronger together, you're bound together. Individually you can, get, you can be broken, but together, unified opinion, unified everything, it's very difficult to smash the bundle that's tied together, you see. And in the middle of it is a weapon. Huh? Two of them, fasci, yeah. The folk don't even know what they're looking at anymore. And the, and again, you pay for it all. Billions thrown out all over the, the, the planet to companies and corporations who don't have to even come up with anything that's viable or works or, or whatever. As long as they say, well, what we tried, that's, that's the cost of their trying. So many billions each. Eh? Not bad. I can remember 
they, they, they had all the articles when the first SARS came out in Canada here, Toronto. And they had, they said, oh, the two, two students at one of the universities there, we've given a few million to them, or maybe it's a billion, but, but they, because they, we think they could come up with a vaccine, you know. I'd love to know how they were connected with these two students. Who, of course, it kind of dwindled away, and, and I don't think any vaccine ever came out. And it didn't have to, because, you see, coronaviruses generally start to, to wither away into more harmless types, not into more potent types. And if you get the more harmless type as it goes on, your body will get resistant to that too, which makes you resistant to the more potent types. That's how these things work in life. And that's why the first SARS one died off by itself. That's why, uh, of all the hype about new cases, because they're testing thousands, the hype started after they started using the PCR test. Oh, it started doing 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 tests a day. Before that, you didn't have the problem. Once you start the test, you only find what you're looking for, because it, it detects particles that might be viruses. Then multiplies them many times over. You, you, they shouldn't go past the 30 cycles. They're doing 45 cycles per test in some places, guaranteed to get all the false positives. And I still can't tell you if you've actually got it, or live or anything else, or if it's active or whatever. Or if it's a cold virus. Which is a coronavirus. And again, you, you, look, you still look all these things up for yourself right now, if you want to. If you can, don't stop altogether. But what a system where no one's allowed, including experts in their fields, to question anything or even put out any information. Because against this, this oligarchic, totalitarian control of truth, you know, the ones who, who are your, the gods of truth now that have set themselves up. What kind of god is it that, that eliminate any other, other, other observations or, or even researches and studies? What kind of god? Is, no, that's totalitarianism. That's totalitarian. That's really is totalitarian. It's never, we've never had such a display. This is worse than you see things in history where you, you think, oh, that's an ancient history. They were really, really primitive. By, well, you're seeing it right now. You're seeing it right now, folks. You, have, you can't tell them the whole truth because, you know, they, they might not comply with what we want. Don't you do? The noble lie is for your own good. Remember the article put out two, a few weeks back there, where Fauci admits that he'd been lying before about certain things. Well, at the time, I had to lie to the people. because he, So it's okay with him to lie to you. If he, if he, when are you going to start believing a liar? The next time he starts lying? This is not my opinion. Look it up. He admitted that he'd been lying before about certain things to, get, to go to the next step or lockdowns or where it happens to be. Was well, it's okay to terrorize millions of people by lying to them? That's that's okay now. You starting to see the big picture here. The Sage Group in Britain, right? And is it Sir John Bell in Britain too? That's that's part of it as well. 
He was also an overseer, I think, when the when the vaccine companies as well. But he's also an advisor to the British government. Talked about. I don't think it'll sterilise all everybody at once. This is what you said on that talk. For goodness' sake, was that some kind of strange? How would a guy in his position make a Freudian slip? And you see the guy enter. This is a TV show, apparently. You know? The guy put his hand over his mouth. Like, oh goodness, what's this? What's this? Uh? But the Sage Group. He's advisor to the Sage Group. Part of the Sage Group. Advisory group for the government in Britain And don't forget the Sage group it was, I put the articles out Where they had to admit from journalists Who, who reported it, right, from newspapers That they'd been given Instructions on what to report And how to report it to the general public of Britain And it was a group A subgroup that the, the Sage group had contracted To put out there And behaviorists against psychologists Using even marketers Telling the media That whatever the stories are about Exaggerate Exaggerate the problems Exaggerate the dangers To create anxiety To create anxiety amongst the people So that they'll comply with instructions from the government So terrorize the people in other words, right? For compliance And you think that's Do you think that's okay? And then you have the same governments, Britain, Canada, and the States. In, again, the mainstream newspapers, and when Ottawa Citizen ran a couple of articles about it too, a few weeks back there, or months, where, yeah, they're going to use all these unconventional warfare uh, departments of the military, our own military, that they've been using across the world for color revolutions to de- destabilize countries and so on, and to, to agitate countries to even fight each other within, which they used a color revolution inside the States, as you well know, over this last year. But they're using them against their own people now for, for COVID to go after all but anybody dissenting from the authorized version. That just, and everybody's supposed to parrot Fauci. Everybody in the planet is supposed to parrot Fauci. Isn't that amazing? You get with power? Woo. Or else. So the, the, the characters who are the, the PSYOP operatives working with, with the cyber warfare operatives are being let loose upon their own people. So your own tax money is, is, is paying your own people, your own troops, to attack you because of opinions. Or because you have other information put out by really top experts who actually work in laboratories and all these things. Something stinks here to high heaven. You talk about ruthless. And I really mean it. It's not it's not safe anymore to to, to, to say what is anymore. Regardless of good verifiable sources. And this isn't going to stop with COVID. Welcome brave new world, eh? And such people in it What kind of people is going to be in this one? We'll all part the same things To be obedient You'll be nervous They actually see that in the Brave New World Where the different uh, levels Even basic alphas Not alpha plus but alphas If they were screwing up or whatever They'd all profusely apologize Because they had all these goodies for them You see all these plus things that they get All these extra things they, they would get The higher the levels of uh, Administration that they belong to 
and they would do anything they were told. I remember reading a long time ago about the, the totalitarianism and collectivism and the Sovietism. Don't forget, too, uh, the communists and and the Soviet bloc countries. It was a union of Soviet socialist republics. And it went through that and basic collectivism and the ideas of basic collectivism. And you had to go into the different ethnic groups across the world to see how they developed and through their histories, because people, again, the oligarchs always want to know how folk develop. Why is this group different from that group, etc., etc.? And you take climate into it, uh, and food resources, and, and, and the plentitude or scarcity of, etc., etc. All these things come into play. And, and to see what, what comes out of the types of societies that they have. And, and the incredible studies about who are quite ha- much more happy to be collectivist. And also to do with, with people who are ethnocentric. And you have religious, non-religious groups and so on. China really doesn't have much in its history of what you would call dem- democracy. Even in ancient times, they'd already tried. In ancient times, like 3,000 years ago, Forms of different forms of administration, like socialistic. Our times it was, it was very feudalistic, run by nobilities and bureaucrats working for them. Uh, they had all kinds of things that they tried, but you, you never really see them coming down to individualism at all, uh, to break free of collectivist type systems. And even today, and real real individuality is frowned upon. You, you you can be a pop singer or whatever. You can play guitar and do their, their little selfies, etc. That's okay. They can all do that. Because again, see, collectively, they can all do that collectively if they want to. But if you're doing something different, especially with thinking or saying something different, it's frowned upon. And that's the difference, you see. So some countries have developed differently, differently from others. In the West... There was way more individualism, even in the feudal times, uh, feudal systems, and um, even though they forced the people at times to live collectively in societies in the West, but you always find it coming out and bursting out too into the Enlightenment and beyond the whole idea of rights and individual rights and people who needed those rights in Brave New World, the movie version. In, in the 1980s one, you, you actually see that some of the, the, disaf- the, the disaffected, dis- dissatisfied ones, occasional one there, or alpha or whatever, had a, had a yearning to get out of this, this conformity. That's the idea, is conformity, you see. And the need to, to experience life. Some of them wanted to go out and actually struggle in life, have challenges. Other ones wanted to go out and actually do something like poetry which was kind of banned and frowned upon inside their utopia because it could lead to thoughts which would be, might sabotage the peace and harmony of the collective, you see. So, so but one of them had to go, and he eventually got his wish, and he, he was moved off to a different island where he could write his poetry, that kind of thing. And it's true enough, we, have to, we need challenges in our, in our lives, don't we? And when you stop getting challenged, you, you start to vegetate to an extent. I don't think I, don't, I think that's very very true. And that's how we we do develop. That's how real advancement comes in, in systems and societies is through challenge.
The problems today with our scientific system is that those who control have better techniques by massive studies and experimentation and repetition of studies. They, they control us in so many different ways that the people don't even know. Quite a few years ago, I remember reading about the, the end of the consumerist system. Again, I think it was even from the World Economic Forum or one of the organizations associated with it. And it said, and it was, again, it was in big, big papers, newspapers. And they said that we'd like to bring a system in that would, where the new, the, the new consumerism would be non-tangible goods. They're talking about internet and apps, apps for everything. So you'd pay for all these apps, etc., but you wouldn't have any, any tangible physical thing to hold or sell or trade or whatever, or swap. And, and, and they're not transferable, you know, you, when you buy them, basically, as far as I know. But that's what they brought in. And folk haven't noticed. Cause it, it's, and some folk are going into higher, bigger, more and more apps. Well, you can get the low-grade one or the, or, the, or the one that's almost, maybe free to start with, but it doesn't do everything that the paid version does. There's about 10 different versions of the paid And you can go up the ladder and whatever it is. And that's where people's money is going, you see. Nothing tangible to hold on to. It's all been done. Whatever they talk about they're going to do, they do it to you. And folk don't realize what they're living through when they're doing it, when they are living. That was part of it, which is interesting too about Buddhism again, Zen Buddhism, is that you notice everything. The whole idea that most folk go through their lives and they don't really notice much. I've made this example and comparison before about animals are wild and ourselves, you know, how we're domesticated and how foxes, I've watched them here when they come out. And they literally walk through the same path. But they, if they see something like a tree falling, and you, you get trees falling all the time, for folk who don't know it, so we still think that nobody died until COVID came along and, and trees were always cut down by people. No, trees fall down all the time, folks. Some trees will last 10 years or 15 and just collapse and start rotting if they're not rotten already. That's what happens in, in real nature. Stop walking in these, these, these trimmed, manicured forests and and go into real forests and see what happens. But we're trained to be domesticated, you know. Again, conformity. And conformity leads to collectivism, which leads to more authoritative control of, of thoughts, speech, actions, and everything else, you see. That's what happens. It's all well understood, because I say we're so well studied. But I remember that Australian sheep I've talked about before, it was made into a kind of star at one point, a celebrity status. The sheep it was a Murano sheep. It had that wool, which is uh, well sought after because I don't think it's, it's much kinder on your skin and doesn't cause rashes. Some people can't stand it, get allergic reactions to lanolin and so on. But anyway, the sheep was getting on. You know, he wasn't young. And he produced his wool, and he must have known it by watching him. He had that spark. He was a wild man, as, as I've said before, the next million years, with Charles Galton Darwin, who talked about how the elite must always be wild. They mustn't, be, they mustn't be, suffer the indoctrination that all the peasantry is, for a safe, happy society is given, you see. He says, so we, the elite, are the captains of the ship. We're steering the future. We, 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 we are different because we're wild. Nothing, there's no conventions that will stop us from thinking or doing it the way we'll do it. 
see, all those things that stop you are drummed into you. Understand? They inhibit you deliberately. And he's, he's the guy, one of the guys saying it. Anyway, uh, they had to domesticate you. So this, this sheep must have seen something happening. They weren't just getting, getting fleeced, obviously. Uh, some of them would get put off to, to the side and, and they would go to the slaughterhouse. And this sheep wasn't having any of that, so he, he ran off on his own. Now, sheep generally are so collective because they're so domesticated. They'll, they'll, they'll all follow each other, but you just don't get them running off on their own. But he did. So, so that, he must have had that, that wild gene still in him. And he, and he saw danger and he was off. That was it. And they found him, you know, about two or three years later. He had found a cave somewhere far away. And he survived. And luckily they didn't go take him off to the slaughterhouse or fleece him again. Uh, they, they made him a celebrity for a while and took him around on tours and things. Because he was an example of, of something, a throwback to, to where, because it all started off a long, long time ago, all these tr- domestic strains, as wild strains, remember, like wild goats and so on. And that's how we, we should be as well. So back to the Zen Buddhism idea. Just like the fox, wherever you're walking, look at, look around you. I don't care if you're just going to work. Look and think, look and think, look and think. Don't get, get off in some tangent uh, of distraction. Look and think, look and think. Because you'd be surprised what comes to you when, you, when you, you, you train yourself to do that. You have the ability. You really do have the ability. In every situation you end up in, think as you're going into and towards it or into it. Think, think, think. When you start working automatically, moving automatically, and and not thinking, you've been conditioned by others outside of you. I'm serious. To be the way that they want you to be, to be utterly conformist, and doing what, what they want you to do. But the last thing they want you to do is to think deeply about things and be observant, and be, especially if you have the ability to communicate it to other people. That's what Bertrand Russell said. He was part of, of a group intertwined with other big groups that were given the right, the rights, right, <laughs> by the oligarchy. They were given the rights to create systems of indoctrination to keep everybody else docile and compliant. And he said that by means of diet injections and injunctions, you know, they can control the size of the population, the minds of the population, and so on. And he also said that the occasional wild one that we find from outside our class, <laughs> he said, we, we can give them a scholarship, bring them in, and put them to the best schools and Ivy League schools. And, and, and when they get into the big granite stone buildings, you know, of like Oxford and Cambridge, and that, he, he said they'll affect them so much to see all the paintings of all the prestigious people before them who made names for themselves and altered destiny and so on of nations. He said they feel so small. That, and once they get the rewards coming their way, he said we'll open the doors up for them, make sure they get the rewards, and they will be ours under the condition that they, they, they always keep those families and their backgrounds and, and their old friends out of the picture. They're kind of reborn into it, you see. To be cut off from the past. And, and, but he said, those who have the ability and the intellect, he said, who will not accept their scholarships, etc., 
will be enemies, he says, and he says, we will have to deal with them. And he meant lethally. Because they could down the road uh, start uh, by communicating knowledge, true knowledge, verifiable knowledge to the people, and see through things that have been done to the people, uh, that the people would, would use them as a leader and could follow them and could topple the oligarchic system. It's quite inst they're, they're quite open, especially when they're writing books up for their own people and their own class. It's quite fascinating to see how blatant they were about it all, including Charles Galton Darwin. I mean, you can't be more blatant than that. There's always been slavery in, by an elite over the majority in some form or another. And I don't see why in some form or another it shouldn't continue. Hmm? You don't think you're a slave. Of course you don't. Even when you get locked down under martial law with the possibility that you'll never open up or get you lose your job like permanently. You might lose your home permanently or your rent. You can't get the rent money if you're not working, etc. This is all happening right now with people. They mind their stimulus packages and the pathetic nonsense as they hand billions to, to all their fellow corporations. Eh? And lots of landlords have, have given up smaller landlords because they can't, they know that's the end of them too. And I've said this years ago, the, the, the world under Agenda 21 will have just a few handfuls of massive world corporations. They'll, they'll, they'll own most of the buildings through cities where you're all supposed to eventually live. For the whole of the rest, from for the whole of the agenda for the 21st century, and all of its subparts, 2015, 2030, etc., with all parts that must be fulfilled along the way, ticked off, been accomplished, accomplished, accomplished. They're not piddling around there. I, I used to say, do you really oh, the, here's the here's the the groups of Maurice Strong and the, and and the Rockefellers and the, the Club of Rome and all the different groups involved with them having their world meetings again and sustainability. Do you think they go there just for fun, like a hobby? The system that they're going to bring in for you that you must comply with? Like a hobby? No, no. They plan it and they do it, you know. And they'll keep doing it as long as you do comply. <laughs> it's that simple. And then if you do comply, don't want to comply, they'll already have trained your children through intensive doctrination at school. So that they'll never ever communicate with you on the same level at all. And they'll disregard the input from you if you're a parent or you're older. They've trained them to do this. Bertrand Russell said this in the 1940s, they'd do that. They did it. Through the education system at school, coupled with media, coupled with entertainment, which is massively uh, perforated with indoctrination policies, and very effective too, uh, they technically can't lose uh, in that way. But again, what I say is how it really is. This is not, by saying it, it's not, it's not defeatist. Do you understand that? Most folk can't handle the truth. You don't talk to most people about it. But it's not being defeatist. Delay all a, if you're in some kind of massive war, you, the generals always lay out the battle plans, what's going on, to the other ones. They've got to know what's going on, or they'll get wiped out. If they know what's going on, they can divert things, they can change things, they can alter things. 
they can stop certain things. And that's what life's about. That's what life's about, you see. Don't forget that the elites are technically a minority. And it's always been a minority at the bottom that's changed the course of history against oligarchies. It's the majority that always go along. But the majority jump ship quick when they see that, 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 that who has been opposing this has been successful. That's how things have always worked in history. And that they truly do believe that using psychology and neuroscience, and I mean more than just neuroscience, you know, like, like understanding how the brain works and how to manipulate certain things, and etc. Well, because they have done all the experimentation in other, other areas too, electromagnetic fields, energies, etc. The carbon helmet came out years and years ago, a long time ago. You've had professors openly talking about standing waves and how you could... Hopefully in the world to come, we'll all feel the, the real physical pain of real starvation. So we'll have sympathy if they could manipulate these waves, these fields, electromagnetic energy fields, like the person just we talked about in some of his classes. He thought it was wonderful. Who would give people the right to do that to anybody? You see, there are sciences there that have been used Quite a lot. I mean, the very basic sciences of TV massively altered society. Massively. They say that too. Any, any new invention which they mandate pretty well to get put amongst the public will definitely alter a society. And, and look at all the phone cell phones. They, can't, they, they have panic attacks if, if it's not working. Or if they lose it, or they forget it. Panic attacks. Getting back again to cuttingthroughthematrix.com, make sure you list all the site, the official sites. And send a few bucks my way so I can hopefully keep going as we go through this, this tunnel. And it is a tunnel, isn't it? Where all the bigger world has been again wiped out from us. And you're, just, you're supposed to concentrate and all you see is this tunnel wall, and, and all around it says, horror, be terrified, be very, very afraid, horror, terrified, be afraid. Because that's all you're getting now. It's a complete war of terror under the guise of information, you know, of mandatory information. I used to wonder how folk, it's one thing to live through something it's another thing to hear someone else later on talking about living through it. That's why people have a hard time understanding parents who live through wars. Youngsters, anything this past 20 years ago, you know, is old to young people. It really is old. And when you had world wars on the go, and the whole world was turned upside down through rationing, as I say, in Britain and so on. And then this new kind of civilian type semi police, like air raid patrol wardens, and that were given powers, etc., to find people and charge people, and just for having a chink of a light showing out a window at night. 
and also had the, the, the right to arrest people, again, under martial law, eh? No more gatherings, more than five people outside after 6 p.m. and then they have curfews. This is what you're under right now, folks, and they're using COVID as an excuse. Rationing is definitely going to come because nothing has ever literally shut down the entire world's economy. Nothing. No infection, no common cold, no flu, regardless of how many deaths previous flus have had, never had happened. Because the, the, the priority for keeping a system going is to keep the economy going. You don't shut it down. If you do, there's a war scenario being placed upon the public. Somebody's at war with the public for a reason. And the reason is, they told you that the last year's climate meeting, and the speeches, the people aren't listening to us, they're not being sustainable, they're still breeding for goodness sake. And every child they bring in will, will create so much, thousands of tons of carbon, yada, 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 all that rubbish. Because they're using climate change as an excuse for trying to implement it, but it would take way too long. They're, they're too impatient now. So they said they'd have to just do something more drastic. Well, bingo, out comes a coronavirus, which is related to the common cold, you know? All coronaviruses are are a part of a family. And stop for working. If death rates go up, if you really dig into the death rates, then you demand from the officials, because they won't give it willingly, and they have to give it if you really force them to demand it. They'll show you how many folk have died because they couldn't get operations or cancer treatments or even basic treatments for heart attacks and so on. And that's why you'll see death rates occasionally going up a little bit. Starting to get a picture. You also have hospitals that would normally treat things, including viruses, who in the mainstream papers, I'll put the articles out by the way, and Guinean papers are much more progressive or progressive here on who should live and who should die, because we have euthanasia and we're very scientific, you know, and practical and technocratic. And they say that, what they decide if it gets worse in the hospitals on who will receive the medication that might save them and who won't. With the ration at all. This is the this is the stuff you're getting fed for for getting ready for. This is an ongoing thing if they can get their way. And the currency as it stands right now for the purchasing power, if they even go on for five years, then then a dollar might be might you might have ten cents worth of purchasing power left on it. You might buy what we used to call a penny caramel, one candy for your dollar at the end of it all, because it will be utterly worthless, which is intended as part of the reset. That's what they mean by also by a reset. They reset everything. And I've said it, the, the banking system is the technique that's used, the, the, real, the real central banking system. It's what fixes the currency values every day. It's all magic. It's a private club. And all our countries run on it. It's the greatest con ever, you know. No ships go across the oceans carrying gold from one place to the other as they transfer it and pay off things with it. No, it's backed by nothing except the word of the people who manipulate it at the top. We live really in a fantasy, don't we? Where again, people literally will fight to, to, to what they think is to keep themselves free. 
But in reality, they really haven't had freedom. The, the, the greatest time that the U.S. had was after the Revolutionary War. I mean, actually, before it too, and out in the outsticks, uh, if you survive outside the main areas. But then after the Revolutionary War, for the ones who would still get out and live in the boonies and be willing to rough it to an extent, you know, and, and don't, didn't mind the solitude either the same way. They had more freedoms to do what they wanted and build what they wanted with it with their permits or anything else. You know, that was the closest they ever had to real freedom. Once they say civilization, the reason they expanded so well the U.S. and took over all our industry, apart from the fact that the the, the big big um, manipulators of money moved in quick, and that all the battles with central banks and on and off, you know, as you well know, we grant them the rest of them. But really, even then, they could still people could still get ahead of things and make a life for themselves. But the reason, when they compared it in the early 1900s with Britain, you see, America didn't have the massive governmental bureaucracies. Like, like millions of people to pay. On a higher level than workers, obviously. That's what, that's what servants, these, these modern servants do. They don't want to live like you. In other words, they're all bought off. And, uh, and they all have to be fed well and kept well. And so that's more and more money. And they keep churning out restrictions because there are governments for this and departments of that. And, and, and Britain already had that by 1900. It was an over-regulated country. So America could soar ahead for a while and get a burst and go ahead. And, and, and th- get people could do things. They could even open up little, little engineering shops, for instance, and metal or whatever, with lace, within a, a double garage, for goodness sake. They could take off with, without regulation. Now they can't do that now. It's all regulations until they're stifled and strangled. That's what so-called civilization with its massive regulatory system does to you. Now, before we go into reading some articles, just to, to show you, give you examples of how we're ruled and how we're managed, because there, it's important to see that I'm, what I'm saying isn't my own opinion, and I'm just using their own articles to show you what they're doing, to explain what they're doing. Most folk don't read much today. Uh, we, we know, even on television, that their attention span gets lower and lower and lower all the time. It's worse with reading. Reading is a chore to them. And, that's, and everything's becoming visual, which is much easier for them to control you even more through the visual aspect of it. It's hypnotic when you watch screens flickering and the lights that are there, etc., that go right into to your eyeball and your brain pattern changes. So you got to remember all these things in one way or another. So it's a good idea to, to read. Listening is good. Auditory is far better than having it hit your eyeballs. Then you're stuck there watching something that you don't have to be if you just have the audio. You can put an MP3 player or go and do your your chores throughout the day. You know, that's what you have to do as you're doing things. And also with reading, as I've said before, too, I, I used to find it was far more stimulating to read because even novels, as, a, as when you're a child, eh, especially. You can really visualize what you're reading. Your mind goes into pictures automatically. You you see in your mind's eye what the trying the author's trying to portray and paint for you in stories. It's very very effective, and I I used to enjoy that a lot too. 
And I also knew eventually that so much of your indoctrination was done through fiction even then, <laughs> because that's how it's that's how it's always been done, you know. But getting back to indoctrination and misleading the people, the oligarchies understand perfectly well. I mean, knowledge is never tossed away, especially knowledge which can, gives them control over people and how and techniques and so on. And Plato talked about so he, he talked about the techniques. Then if you understand the formula for any particular thing that you want the people to do or change their ways or whatever, if you know it's been done in the past, you know the formula, introduce it the same way, the same sequence, you do this first, then that next, that next, in the right pattern. Because these things are recorded by bureaucrats in all ages, basically. And it says it all worked perfectly regardless of the generation and time if you introduce it in the same sequence. And that's what they always do. Today, of course, it's just too easy with lots of universities, and some of them specialize in these techniques of behaviorism and how to make people adapt and change and behave. Look at all the different ones that hit you through the internet, the behavioral insights teams, for goodness sakes. This, the Cass Sunstein groups that worked with Obama, and then with the, and with the later ones too have to nudge you into into what they want you to see and look at on the internet, what they want you to think, nudge you to, the, to someone who's given you the opinion that they want you to adopt. It's, it's happening endlessly now. And the, and even your searches, that, that talk, it was similar to a TED talk by a fellow, a techie, who said he didn't know himself that when he did a basic search on Google for a particular item, he had no idea that they're tailoring it for you individually. They've got your personality profile, they've got everything about you. And he thought that anybody asking the same question on Google would get the same links to look up. No, they actually tailor it for, for you for, so that they want, because they know how you think and what will manipulate you. That's how far ahead it all is. And it was designed to go this way long, long before you even were given your <laughs> personal computer with your ability to turn things on and off, you know, and, and I've got privacy if I want it. Guarantees me privacy. Oh, what a lie that was, eh? That was a good trick, that one. My personal computer, it would never lie to me. Then you find all the, all the different programs for antiviral and anti, anti-malware, etc. They're all selling your data, in a way, <laughs> to the different organizations, so even if you pay for the, for the programs. And remember that every oligarchy must control Everything, everything, literally everything. And it creates all movements and all oppositions to the movements. It runs a dialectical process, you see. And they could head off at the pass any possible uh, real wild movement growing up in the wild, as they say, just like the viruses in the wild. And if it does prop up in the wild, it'll immediately get his, its opponents set up and supply the leaders and well, have been well-funded. And people will think they've been there for a while because they'll tell you they've been there for a while. <laughs> That's how simple a lot of it is, too. And they'll put out a lot of good information for you to follow, you see. Because uh, never, they must do that to get credence. And then they get you, then they seem to be even more rabid and, and, and standing up for you than, than you are yourself. And before you know what, you've been led up the garden path and used against, uh, well, for many reasons, you never, you won't even understand. As I say, it's so important you even look into uh, unconventional warfare techniques that governments are all, all have our battalions, the 77 Brigade in Britain, 
for cyber warrior systems. They attack everybody who's a, who speaks out against what's happening about COVID. They attack professors, the doctors, scientists, lab technicians, uh, lab workers, all kinds of doctors involved in it, even in the hospital. They attack everybody getting attacked and reporters uh, for speaking their mind about what they see and what they understand about all of this is, that's happening now with COVID. Your governments are doing this, using the same... Uh, Brigades that they used across the Middle East And they're still using to overthrow governments and so on And to have factions, to create factions within those other countries That they're attacking uh, Build them up, pretend to lead them and have them attack each other It's happening inside your own countries Has been for a while The colour revolution is theirs, you see that's how it's done. You're living through it, but they supply you with your leaders. And that setup that on the 6th of January was a setup. It was such an obvious setup to people who've watched this kind of thing happening in other countries over many years. And how people were led up the garden path, literally. And the right folk were to go into the building at the, at the, at the right time to, for the photo ops. That, and that literally is shown. Uh, you'll find it in that Giuliani clip. I don't trust many people out there, and maybe not even him either. Because uh, they've been in the game for a long time Playing playing politics But uh, he does have some good film footage Up in BitChute on that And it's interesting to watch it From different angles and different cameras And what's actually happening there But you will see the Antifa group In the front going up the steps And, the poli- and, his, and the, they've got the big metal uh, barriers there And... This guy in the, in the front of it shouts, we're Antifa, let us through, and the cops do it right away immediately. Anyway, that's one of many things. But as I say, they always give you your leaders. Always. I've, I've watched this for years, especially in the States, because the States, at one point, when the rest of the world was just wallowing in currency that was plummeting and purchasing power that was plummeting, well, they kept boasting about the gap between the rich and poor getting wider and wider, like it was a massive, like it was like the Grand Canyon eventually, as, as money was kind of concentrated in the fewer and fewer hands at the top. And the changes were all coming, and all these big free trade deals were, were sinking nations. Europe was already sinking a little part of it with this unelected group at the very, very, very top. The Commission runs the European Union. It's not meant to be democratic. It's very secretive. And it destroys the nations involved, destroys the spirit of the nations, it tries to eradicate the culture and the history of the nations. That is part of the big world agenda, mind you. And um, the same thing's been happening in the States too, but at least in the States they had something, a a little bit whiff, a whiff of what used to be a strength, a very strong strength of rights and freedoms that most countries had already lost long ago. They never had written rights, and anything written in your charters. I mean, see, you're not given rights on, in real nature. That's what it said in the American Constitution, that that which is self-evident. They already existed. It's just that you were taught that they didn't. <laughs> you had to obey. And unfortunately, they've tossed that out the window, and you're back to obeying again, aren't you? But uh, usually, the only people you'd meet across the world had some kind of optimism, tourists and so on often working-class people that had decent jobs and good money coming in, were Americans. And they looked healthier than most folk, too, across Europe when you met them. 
but they had that optimistic outlook on the future for themselves. And that really shone. Unfortunately, it's pretty well destroyed now, but that, that, was, uh, that was the one thing that, that made people in Europe look towards the U.S. And, and, and at that time, too, they hoped, they really hoped that the U.S. would stand up against tyranny much, much more internally and externally than they did uh, for the rest of the people. You know. And that would be emulated as well. And that's when, of course, the oligarchs simply have their minions go into real overdrive with unlimited financing that you're all paying for to make sure that you, you don't achieve your objectives. And they supply you with leaders. Whatever the, the problem is or the faction you think you belong to, or I'm, a, I'm a left wing of this, I'm a right wing of that, I'm a, uh, but the different flavors of colors, whatever it is, they've got a ready-made organization for you with the right flavors and the right colors and the right leaders, all, all, all ready for you, like ready-made suits in, in, a, in a store. One size will fit you, you know. It's all been done, and that's how you keep control of systems. That's how you, you, they also, as I say, create the divisions. They'll create leaders to, to attack that which has been pretty passive, even blame it for all the problems of the world, which they have done, of course, and then tell everybody to, to, to just attack you, you the, the, this average white people as an example. And yet during the so-called protests or burning streets and homes down, you saw black people in the States watching their businesses getting burned to the ground complaining about it. And it wasn't black folk generally that were doing it. And we know it was the so-called other groups all authorized. And again, some of these, these leaders, as I say, are well-trained military age. And, and you can tell by the way they move that they're, they're well-exercised the military techniques. No doubt about it. And some of them are trained in other countries. And have been used across the world in color revolutions. <laughs> so we've watched the, this kind of thing going on all the time. Your own, the oligarchs above told the politicians to leave off these guys, let them have their protests, riots, lootings, whatever, burnings. And it'll help, it'll help terrify the rest of the public into submission, into, into a shock state when the, when the government doesn't react to stop it. That was the first big loud and clear message, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah. With the threat that we'll get let loose again if, if uh, under the guise of Trump wins, but I think Trump really did his job to the bitter end. Right down till come down and meet you on the steps there, and he didn't. <laughs> Just a trap there. And then the photo ops of the right photographers, who, by the way, they know who the photographers were too, of some mainstream that were in with the front groups. The ones that you saw getting photographed with animal skins on, all to put across the world. This, this is this is the this is the radical right of America. This is what how they portray. What a setup! It's, it's wonderfully done with with uh, the, the scientific techniques of the CIA. It was literally a wag the dog scenario played out in real time, just like the movie did it. You know. And then they immediately came out with the, with the bills that <laughs> Trump had promoted for insurrection and hadn't used. And that would be used against all the other people, the ordinary folk that were there just for the demonstration to be noticed. People, you know, thousands of folk who want to be noticed and remembered. Hey, we're suffering too here uh, and have been for a long, long time. And they didn't have a leader.
And that's what they said. So a lot of them were interviewed that they said, there's, there's no leadership. And all through the Trump term, I don't think there was any leadership either. They don't fall for it, like Trump didn't know. Huh? What? And I think the whole idea, again, is to do what, the, as during the Bush era, project it to Americans that you need a change and you can't have the old two-party system. You need a merger into a coalition of one, a new type, and it'll be technocratic. That's where it'll develop into naturally from that, that phase. This is definitely an exercise uh, and for the oligarchs. Do you really think that, that Biden's going to run the country? Do you really think that? Do you think that Pelosi could run the country? Those who run the country have very cool heads, very cool, and they don't get, they don't mouth off in front of cameras about destroying one side or another. It's just like the alphas you'll see in Brave New World if you watch the movies. Very cool. You can never make a logical, rational decision if your emotions are running you, especially through hate, eh? But yeah, there's de- they definitely used the Insurrection Act that, that uh, was set up by Trump, you know. And it'll get put into operation to start going after folk who just attended the rally and who were not inside the building or anything like that, you know. But it was pulled off very, very well, pulled off with the media ready to go and denounce Trump as a crazy guy. And all those folk, uh, that all the multiple thousands, the peaceful people who were there, is always part of the, part of the problem. That's how they're going to announce it, you see. So the ordinary folk have to th- rethink this whole idea of parties and what's going to speak for them and start creating their own leaders. That's what I would say. You've got to have real leaders who are mature, intelligent people who will do whatever they say that they'll do for, for the good of the people. As I say, Trump talked a lot, he tweeted a lot, but didn't do much, did he? He saw, but oh, he didn't, he wasn't allowed to. Oh, I forgot that, okay. If you look into all the different bills that he did sign, it's really interesting. And for whom? You should. But yeah, that, that, what you saw was a, a psychological operation. All set in advance, with the groups ready to go in. The camera shots done at precise places at the right time with the right people involved. It's like photo ops to, pre- to present to the world. You know? And I really mean it. You'll, like, you'll often like the people they'll, they'll set out there for you to follow. You will. And they will be well-financed, well-backed. And they'll have teams behind them, even if they appear to be one person generally. I know how, what, what takes out a medium, what I've been doing for years. And putting audios up, but I still have to look over hundreds and hundreds of, of articles a week by myself and read them. Just that alone, find them and read them on on a censored internet, because they slow my speed down to crawls. This is deliberate, of course, it is. But if I was doing videos too. You know, you, you just they, they put video after video after video. You're going to do it all by themselves. Never mind finding the stuff or the clips and putting it all together. Come on, wake up here. 
and then they'll take it off in a tangent of ridiculous stuff. That, that's called counterintelligence. They must take the basic facts that you're putting out and then you add absurdities into it, like the QAnon or, or Cowman or whatever it happens to be here. Or, or the Badger Man, you know, this other one that was there. And so on. That's how you do it. You counterintelligence. And then everyone who sticks to the basic facts is ridiculed and tarred with the same brush by, by of course, counterintelligence. Or oh, you're one of these crazy folk that believe so-and-so, don't you? You say, well, I never said that. I just stuck to the fact. That does not. Nah, nah, you'll be the same as so-and-so. You know, you know the different people involved. You know that. <laughs> I mean, it would be laughable in a comedy if it wasn't so serious. Eh? And that's how it's done. Ridicule it. Add the absurd into it. They also bring out people you've never heard of before that say they're multi-billionaires, some of them, or millionaires. Which again, people say, oh, this, is per- this person's in the know, they're a so-and-so. Are they really? Do you know that for a fact? <laughs> the current intelligence will ridicule. That's how it does it. Ridicules those who put out some truth with facts, known facts, verifiable facts. Because all I've left now is ridicule. So if you swallow some bad bait, you might say, and they'll just attach it to you and say, oh, you're the fellow frog. So you believe in, you think it's the aliens that are running the world. Okay. No, no, I never said that. Because they'll put out their own person who does say it. You're just like so-and-so. He says the same stuff. He talks to the aliens. See, it doesn't matter what you really say then. They lump you in with others. That's old stuff. Counterintelligence. Happens all the time. So anyway, I'll put up some links I've said before to Chris Shaw, PhD, professor at University of British Columbia. And he talks about, this is a Moderna vaccine, it's a vast experiment. This is what he said. This should have been done in the lab with animals, and now it's being done on people instead, you see. I'll put that one up. Interesting to listen to people who, are again, are experts in their own fields. I'll put up two of the articles, other articles on similar things. It's a couple by Dell there, I think, too. I'll also put up the, video, the links to the videos from Scotland with the cops. You just see them. We're walking right in the house as soon as the door is opened. For the COVID laws, that's what they call them, COVID-19 laws. So, and I'll put there, that's, these are, we used to call them um, home invasions by muggers and robbers. Now it's the police that are doing home invasions. It's very similar, very similar to what you saw in totalitarian states in the 20s, 30s, through the 40s, then in banana republics and third world countries after that up to the present day in some countries, actually. Now it's everywhere, and again, it's under another excuse. It's always an excuse. Of course it's always an under excuse. And they don't have to really verify that any neighbor even existed. Do you understand that, too? How we, now it's carte blanche for home invasions by them, because they don't have to verify or ever expose who told them. Uh, if, if anybody did, they just have to say it, or somebody reported it. So, 
possible death could, could come out of this as folk get, get attacked by them. Because once the fight starts, if somebody attacks your home, you'll, you'll behave differently from if you're in the street. You really will. You're an animal in that sense. It reminds me of um, Waco and uh, the, the lawyer who, who stood up for their, their, those who survived that whole Branch Davidian thing, the few that were, who got out earlier. It was Randy, it was, it was Randy, it was Randy something. But anyway, he, he there's a video he, he did on it, in fact, about the rights that people have. Now they're all being overrun. That was back then. That's why a lot of things, the, the government get more and more authoritarian after that. They're getting authoritarian back then. It caused the whole darn thing. And they knew that the folk weren't happy about it. But this particular lawyer said, as he's walking along with, with, the, with the reporter, he says, he said, the interviewer, he says, uh, see that, that rabbit burrow there? He says, yeah. You want to stick your hand down there and see what happens? He says, why? He says, rabbits are generally scared, timid animals, but you stick your hand down there, and if a mother's got cubs here, she's going to take that hand off. That's a natural reaction when you go into their homes. Do we need to be told that? Maybe we do. But yeah, we're, we're literally seeing excuses being given for the same stuff we, we we used to read about in totalitarian nations, and it's in the history books. And we're taught to really dislike those. Well, we can't ever be like that. Look how good our country is compared to them. Oh, here it is all here, behaving the same way, we're always with an excuse. You see, mm-hmm. dangerous times these, aren't they? So I'll put these links up to the one in Aberdeen and also the article. And so you get the, the Daily Mail's version of it where they tried to side with the police. But I don't think they show you any video of it, but I'll put the video up that a member of the family took themselves. Also the one, as I say, there's a few videos clips I'll put up actually. If you can find them all, so go through the website and, and uh, you'll see the links at the bottom of the top. So this one here too is what to do and about the COVID and so on. And if anything happens to you and it's what to do if you have any adverse reactions to, to vaccinations. So another one with an arterial mum faces COVID-19 lockdown charges for leaving children with grandparents to pick up groceries. What a horrible crime, eh? And so the 34-year-old thought it would be better not to tear children to the store, but her actions violated an in-person gatherings ban, and the police nabbed her. That's your friendly police. We're supposed to be using more, you know, relaxed systems, you know, and they're not too... But there you go, that's what happens, you know. And so according to a Norfolk Today report that was updated yesterday, new information, 34-year-old mum from Simcoe, Ontario, was allegedly charged by police under the Reopening Ontario Act, and, and I'll, I'll put the act up too. I've got actually got it, or else you can find it yourself. Reopening Ontario Act, and get that from the government. Just look up the government and download the darn thing. And it says also charged was a 58-year-old owner of the home, which is located in Norfolk County. And... Uh, This is the, the, this is the, by looking through comments on Facebook, the Norfolk Today report claims they were able to locate the woman who said she was leaving her at the house after picking up her young children following a grocery and errand run. 
The report says the woman asked not to be named and she took t- taking time off her job to help with virtual learning, whatever it is. Oh, yeah, that's it. So they, so they can't go to school now. Due to her significant other's work schedule, she'd been leaving her children with the grandparents to run to the store and get items for the family. So Doug Ford, the Premier of Ontario, announced a province-wide lockdown that began December 26 and banned all in-person gatherings. On Thursday, Ontario introduced a new lockdown measures that effectively placed the province under a state of near-total lockdown. So there you go. It says here, in addition to declaring a second state of emergency, an order was issued that requires everyone to stay at home unless they are out to purchase food or for other essential purposes such as outdoor exercise or going to visit a health or safety of an individual. Well, you're still taking your life in your hands because... They want to pounce on people and find, like they do in Britain. You know, you see lots of it in Britain and Australia where you, you, you have to answer the police state questions. Why are you out? Where are you going? How long have you been out? How long will it take you? Blah, blah, blah. And like that other couple too, it was in Manitoba, I think it was. They went off to fill a prescription, like I mentioned last week too, it was in the newspapers. And a video up there too where they, they went to fill a prescription for, for the woman and so they both went together, husband and wife. And uh, because, because for her condition, the medication was for her condition because she can't wear a mask. And police nabbed her. And they, went through, and they arrested them, handcuffed the guy and all that. And, and she was getting the medication because she can't wear the mask. And the cop had no interest in the, in the law of Ontario with exemption laws and so on. Just like the woman in Australia, another clip is there. Who they grabbed her, her purse and the whole thing and wanted to rifle through it in front of the children, screaming and starts and all the usual stuff. And then he finds out that she's in the right and he has to go through a pretended apology. No, he wasn't apologizing at all. And it shouldn't be left there. None of these things should be left there. You, you, you've got to hold people responsible. As I've said before, even the military is the same. There's orders you, you, you know are unlawful and they're wrong and you don't have to obey them if you're persecuting people. And uh, same in police, you, you can't go around persecuting people under any guise, any guise, you know, and getting off on it. And some of the folk get off, some of these cops do unfortunately get off on it. You see it in Britain too when they go into that home <laughs> up in Aberdeen. I could, I could kick the door down if I want to, he says. Yeah. There you go, there's totalitarianism, eh? <laughs> COVID-19 stay-home order does not allow random police checks, it says, official says. So it doesn't allow random police checks. Although other cops say it's a different story. Province begins the big box store blitz, it says, right? So what you need to know at a glance, I'll put this one up too for, for, for Ontario. And yet there's 33 of them. It's a coincidence, of course, from the guys that wear the, the checkerboards around their hats and so on. So the stay-at-home order doesn't allow police to randomly stop residents on the street to ensure compliance, the official says. But if you read it through, it kind of contradicts it all further on, naturally. You know. And um, in, in Britain, you probably saw, in, they actually arrested a woman to give her a, a fine because she wasn't walking fast enough either from or to a store. This is how ridiculous it is, eh? But Ontario, you see, they've got these these um, plain clothes ones. And now, in, in the food stores, the only place you're allowed to go pretty well, eh? almost the only place. 
and, uh, and they'll follow you around. And if you're not far enough away from somebody else, they'll hand you a ticket right off the bat. This is the new, under the new laws, eh? And, and a whole bunch, and if your mask isn't on right, they can do that too. They can, they can get you in they want. That's, that's the whole point of it. It's bad enough company go through this, but when you're being, and this is persecution. This is what you do. You persecute the public. You train them to be very afraid. You terrorize them. The woman in Manitoba, that's what she said at the end of the, the video. She says, she said, we, we, we were really thinking about leaving the home to get this prescription. The fear alone of having to leave the home because they knew what police are doing to people. You see, people know what they're getting pounced on. They're vulnerable. They don't belong to, to any special groups, you see, that was extra rights. And that, so they're the targets that are good to go for. The cops can do that with impunity, you see. And, and so she, the woman says, you know, that they were terrified to leave the home for, for the things like that happening, what they've seen happening. And it, so there you are, you know. Now, this is, these are terror campaigns. So I'll put this, this, all these different rules here for what you have to do. If you're using war te- terminology, the blitz will aim to ensure that workers and customers are wearing masks, right? The big box stores. And they maintain physical distance and follow every health and safety measure according to the province. Oh. So they'll have authority to ticket supervisors, employees, and patrons who don't comply with the pandemic safety requirements. Inspectors, they call them. Do you, do you vote in these inspectors? What do you mean inspectors? This is a like a civilian Stasi group. Hmm. It says, however, the focus for these inspections, not just at big box stores, but in other sectors of the economy and in other workplaces, will be ensuring that the com- occupational health and safety acts, so they're going to go into businesses, you see. It says that. So the businesses and companies and corporations, as well as supervisors and managers, have the protocols in place, says McNaughton. So there's a, a, a link to a list of the only reasons, the only reasons are allowed to leave their places of residence. You're going to see the death rate going up again because the folk can't get to hospitals and stuff. Eh? Never thought about that. That's why it's going up. <laughs> They admit that at the end of summer that, that happened, but uh, you're supposed to forget all of it because it's all happened again, you see. Uh, dear, 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 eh? So you get a list of the only reasons you're allowed to leave the places of residence. These include work, school, childcare, obtaining a variety of goods and services, generally medical and so on, that's like see a doctor, including groceries and curbside retail pickup. But they want to know what you're picking up, being on essential, so you're done for. Providing care or support to someone who needs it, access, and then again, having to prove that if you're, if you're just doing it to someone, you're like a friend or something, right? Exercising, including an, an outdoor recreational amenity permitted to be open, and if you live alone, gathering with members of a single household. There you go. Quite amazing, eh? This was a statement for the history books. Good morning, Ontario. Stay home from Doug Ford at Ford Nation, January 14, 2021. Stay home. Here's your order. Stay home. And all you idiots that go and vote after all this, you deserve everything you get. 
He voted these characters who are quite happy to be little petty tyrants on behalf of their masters above them. Aye, aye, aye. There you go. Stay home. That's it. That, that, there's your kind word from stay home. <laughs> Ontario is still considering a COVID-19 curfew. So far, the Ottawa health leaders, goodness knows who, they, aren't pushing a curfew to slow the spread of the coronavirus. At least they spread faster in the dark, apparently. And again, the Toronto Sun, Ontario invokes state of emergency, stay home except for essentials. Yeah. So there's more of that in there too for those who want to read it twice. Ontario temporarily pauses residential evictions for duration of state of emergency because folk, folk can't pay their rents. If they can't work, you can't pay rent, right? Who'd have thought of that? Of course they thought of it. They, they want to shut everything. This is a bigger plan than COVID. Mr. Klaus Schwab at the end of it, right? Don't forget him. The complete global reset. Huh? The great reset. Huh? That's for the whole way of living. Getting a picture. So I'll put this one up too. And because landlords, the smaller landlords, are, are losing everything too, because the, the tenants don't get the money to pay them. And they can pay off mortgages, a lot of them too, and then boom, chain reaction. In Sudbury, you know, Ontario, more seniors impacted by COVID outbreak in Sudbury. Says 20 patients now in hospital for COVID or suspected because he's up the lumping it in as suspected now, regardless of if the tests don't, don't say positive. A sniffle might be enough to get you diagnosed. So, to, so let's close the whole place down, right? For 20. And it doesn't tell you anything else about comorbidities, age, or anything else, you see. And they're getting it again, the old folks' homes, because the viruses hit them every year. Unfortunately, that's generally the way most of us exit this place here, you know, is, is through the actual viruses uh, in the winter time. That's always been the way. That's when the flu hits too, the worst, you know. And that's generally when we're so weak, eventually we, we can't fight it off and we all, get, we all get our turn eventually. But here you are, it's... Uh, Using it as for COVID, naturally. And Trudeau, you know, Trudeau, the, the great Trudeau, says Canada, the guy who loves China, right, and admires, and he said it in, in, in the newspapers, he admires China because being communist, they don't have to cater to the people, people's rights. That's what he said. <laughs> things get done very quickly and effectively and efficiently. Very much like Mr. Ferguson in Britain. So he says, Canada needs to buckle down. Buckle down, he says, as the cases surge and the vaccines are delayed. I won't go through it all because it's just Evans repetition. And that's how, again, it's like psychic driving, isn't it? That's what they gave the patients for MK Ultra and psychic driving. Repetition over and over when you're in a twilight state, basically. And it works, it's very effective. Is a depatterning you from your old memory, depatterning, they call it, and then repatterning to patterning as they install a different memory into you. 
a new you, a new persona. And you won't even know that it's happened. Perpetual amnesia for a whole section of your life. And of course, they're using electroconvulsive therapy with it too, and that, that's a side effect of that anyway, if it's done um, frequently. And these folk had hundreds of, of uh, so-called treatments. <laughs> Your own governments are behind this, remember. I wish folk could remember these things, because when you look at the experiments that have been done, and I used to do talks on them, even the syphilis experiments in parts of the states on black populations, authorized by the government. Canada had its own one during World War II on so-called volunteer troops as they sprayed different things on them from above to simulate exercises they said in combat. But now in reality, they all came down with cancers with different stuff they were sprayed with. And I remember reading but the... The last one or two were, let, were still alive, but in the 80s, they're probably all gone now. But uh, every government's done it, this kind of thing on their own population. They should be very, very wary of uh, just obeying, blindly obeying anything, or anybody for that matter. Even with, with medicine, you're supposed to get different opinions, second and third opinions on major things. Don't forget that too. And that's supposed to be your right. You only have a right if you stand up and demand it. And that's how you actually got them in the first place, where enough people did the demanding. So you, you, you should start bringing it back into force to make, look after yourself. Who else is going to look after you? Hmm? If you get damage from any vaccines, remember, the companies have got immunity from prosecution or, or, or paying anything out. That's what they're telling you. So they gave them, right off the bat, they gave them, the companies that make all these different things, immunity from prosecution or liability. That's quite something, isn't it? Now, this other article here, too, again, it's from the BBC News, and it shows you, how, if you understand what you're reading, and remember, too, what I mentioned before, the BBC is part of the British government's propaganda unit. It's run by the government, owned by the, supposedly the government. The other parts, a few shares of the strange Crown Corporation was actually sold off to the CIA, remember, a few years back. And when I was on the radio at the time, I mentioned that from the mainstream articles, when they were allowed to actually talk about these kind of things by them. And... Uh, yeah, we're not to be told who owns these things generally, but they did have to admit that the CIA put in a bid to own some of these shares, so they got it. So the British government and the CIA running it. And um, and remember, too, with the SAGE units that I mentioned earlier, that it's got a subgroup of insights teams and behaviorists and psychologists to try to increase the anxiety level in the public by telling the the media to exaggerate stories, you know, for compliance's sake, to create, to heighten anxiety was the wording in it. So here's a story. COVID-2020 saw most excess deaths since World War II. <gasps> oh, wow. COVID-2020 saw most excess deaths. It's even how it's phrased. Who wrote this? Mo- saw most excess deaths since World War II. And it says, uh, 
There were close to 687,000 deaths in 2020, nearly 85,000 more than would be expected based on the average in the previous five years. Right? Represents an increase of 14%, making it the largest rise. It's all percentages. This is a trick with percentages eh? and statistics. That, that, of course, is. And these guys are sought after that do statistics because they, they, they use them in advertising and they use them in selling. Eh? to big corporations, even for takeovers, they come up with statistics and charts and stuff. I think it was FDR said, there are lies, damn lies, and then there are statistics. Well, that's what governments use all the time, the Department of Statistics. They actually have departments. Eh? And as I said before, you, you could have a survey where half the people said, you know, 50%, so, but, but it might be only asked two people. So one said this and one said another. You understand how it's, they play the games here? And anyway, it says here, the worst death rate since 2000s. Before they said World War II. Here they say, uh, says, the worst death rate since the, the 2000s. I don't know who wrote this. The data, it says, um, it's known as age standardized mortality. It takes into account population growth and age. It's only available until November. So the impact of deaths in December has not even taken into account. But it shows the death rate at that stage was its highest in, in England since 2008. Well, before they said two, since World War Two. And then they say, on one hand, excess deaths are their highest since World War Two. Well, which is it? Well, on the other, death rates, once age and size of population taken into account, are at their worst level for a little over a decade only. Because the population is much, much bigger than it had in World War Two, right? So how should be interpreted? It says, how can you interpret this? Well, the fact is, to, don't forget a lot of folk. How many folk? The hospitals weren't taking surgery. They weren't doing chemotherapy. They weren't even excising primary tumors, which could save people. But they couldn't get treatment for basic things. How many folk died? We've already had lots of stories. On the deaths, lots of deaths at home. Folk dying in agony because they couldn't even get painkillers. So you understand how the game can be played with a numbers racket. Huh? So the excess deaths, any excess deaths, if even that's true, yet they work through the statistics to work it all out. And I'm telling you, because they use experts to bamboozle you. <laughs> but, and, and I've seen these things really worked out by experts before. And they'll give you the real stories. But yeah, what about all the folk who literally haven't got the treatment and who suffer and died, etc., etc., etc.? Matt Hancock, remember that? Matt Hancock, this, uh, he's, he's a prune of a character, you know. He's, he's, he's such a yes man to superiors, you know. But he's not, what we say, the brightest guy, you know. But it says that it's highly likely that Brits will need an annual COVID jab as 200,000 are being vaccinated every day. Now, I've got another article here where, where it says, now guess who's advising Matt Hancock? Guess Matt Hancock, who, who said back last spring, he says, you got to remember, he says, that 10,000 people die every month here, he says, in England. Hmm? He's trying to get a picture of how they get the statistics and so on. That's normal, you see. Old folk down. But, but Matt Hancock is getting advice, advice now. His advisor is Tony Blair. Oh, you can believe Tony Blair, huh? The big globalist guy. Oh, my goodness, Tony Blair, eh? 
the guy who, the, the, the one man banned to get Britain into war in Iraq and elsewhere. So there you go. So put that link up too. So, and I, I knew that too. I said this is going to be an annual shot, all right? Because again, that's what that Sir John uh, Bell said in Britain. That, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be annual probably, you know. Which is what the pharma companies want. Imagine getting billions across the world, billions of guaranteed uh, money, every, every dollars or pounds, every, every year. From this, this, this thing, literally, every other coronavirus dies off by itself, or goes harmless, yeah. So scientists urge number 10, as Britain's, you know, to increase social distancing. So scientists, I guess the guys who play with the computers, yeah, they call them scientists, to three meters, as Matt Hancock blasts people for flouting lockdown for Britain and Jewish deadness week so far with an average of 931 deaths per day, it says here. Well, they've shut down a lot of the hospitals, they can't get patients in, etc., etc., etc. And it says, uh, so it's all hype, and, and again, exaggerate to the public every story, that's what they're said to do, right? To create anxiety amongst the people. Well, this is another one of these articles. And shops are going to ban sh- shoppers refusing to wear face coverings. Derbyshire police cancelled two, uh, £200 fines for two women penalised for driving five miles to go for a walk. Well, you, if you can't really walk in a city, can you? Even there, you get mugged with, with you know, by your overlords. <laughs> I don't know where you're going, why you're going there. You're going for a walk. How long are you going to be? Yeah. Nearly a quarter of care home residents have received their first shot of COVID vaccine. And hospitals start rationing oxygen as it emerged that one in four coronavirus patients is under is under 55. Now, wait a minute. Is that why they're in, though? Or did they just test for coronavirus like a lot of folk do? Without symptoms, is that why they're in the hospital? You understand how they, they play the game here. The, the, the con too is to show you how many folk die. They often make you think that's like this month. They don't. They don't specify anything deliberately. Or if they tell you a number, it could be since the last last you know a year ago. Like total, etc. And they're, well, they've got the fear that hospitals will become overwhelmed. So they're actually charging people who go into hospitals, who filmed all that woman last week there, and put the video up to, to an empty hospital. They're charging folks, because they don't, they don't want folks seeing this stuff. Ay, ay. Yeah, Tony Blair is advising Matt Hancock on pandemic response. <gasps> That's from The Independent. And then Norway urgently changes COVID vaccine guidance after 23 die in days following the Pfizer jab. And um, there were elderly people in a home, I think, too. So the expert discusses adverse reaction to the shot. Adver- no, it's a normal reaction if you're getting something like this put in you. That's, that's my opinion, right? Because it's the first time they put this kind of stuff into her body, this type of vaccine. It's not a vaccine even, actually. It's, it's a modifier. It modifies the, the genetic makeup in your lungs and your nasal passages and so on, like permanently. Yeah. It's, it's based on the same kind of technology as CRISPR that they used to modify and re-engineer vegetables and things. 
Anyway, it says, despite the deaths, health officials have not expressed concern, but instead plan to adjust their guidance on who should receive the vaccine. And Steiner Madsen, medical director of Norwegian Medicines Agency, said, it's quite clear that these vaccines have very little risk, with a small exception for the frailest patients. We're hoping that doctor in the States. Healthy guy, yeah? gynecologist and obstetrician, who literally his platelets were wiped out by his own immune system after getting the shot. I'd hardly call that, uh, you know, safe and little risk. Death is quite a risk, I would, I would think. Not have redefined it, perhaps. And so they're at the end of life, very frail. So that's what they say. They're very frail at the end of life. So uh, this is amazing what's been done here. They didn't have it before they got the shots. And it says here that the, that the Norwegian government will also consider adjusting their vaccination instructions to take the patient's health into more consideration. You mean they're actually going to consider the patient here? Mm. Wow. And besides those that died, nine more suffered serious side effects. Serious, right? Including allergic reactions, strong discomfort, and severe fever. Well, that tends to kill you off too if you can't handle a fever. Yeah, quite some, man. Ontario Premier, that's Ford again, kicks MPP, Member of Provincial Parliament, that's Ontario, out of the party for saying that lockdown lockdowns aren't working. So Ford called MPP Roman Babbers, letter stating that the detrimental effects of lockdown irresponsible and booted him from the Progressive Conservative Party. Well, there you go there in articles here too. And uh, it's also on Life Site News too. He said the letter that the MPP uh, wrote says uh, lockdowns for the COVID-19 are killing lives instead of saving lives. And he was swiftly kicked out of his party caucus. He says causing an avalanche of suicides, overdoses, bankruptcies, divorces, and takes an immense toll on our children. Dozens of leading doctors implored you to end that lockdown. Doc, uh, dozens of leading doctors implored you to end it. He says, well, it doesn't matter. And you see other, other doctors and specialists and top virologists and world special, world famous specialists and even inventing the PCR tests, you know, they're all just out the window now because there's, a, there's an authority. We don't know who they are, but there's an authority above it all. So no one else has an opinion or no one else can analyze what they see either, you know. Remember the same technique after 9-11. 9-11 ushered in the, the surveillance society. No personal privacy. That was part of the big agenda there. You can't have total control of your own people and the world without total knowledge of everybody's actions in real time. Total information, you see, network. And so the 9-11 happened, just a lucky fluke that happened for the, for the neocons who said they would need a uh, Pearl Harbor event to, make the, to get the backing of the general population in the U.S. to back all these wars that they had planned. And out came immediately uh, from the IMF and all the rest of the characters that are involved in it, the politicians, the lackeys. They said, spend, 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 keep the economy going, they said then. Keep, but use your credit cards and everything. And Bush said it too, they all said it. And all their chance of telling you, spend, 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 save the country by spending. 
So here's this one here. The whole, but only this time the whole economy is shut down. But the mantra is spend as much as you can. The IMF head urges governments worldwide. There you go. Because all borrowed money from their World Bank, eh? They're all connected, eh? <laughs> so they spend, 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 spend. Maybe you'll get caught and fined for being out trying to spend. I mean, what can you spend it on if you're locked down and, and the cops are going to come after you if you try to buy something that they claim you don't need? So Reuters, this is from Reuters, you know, policymakers worldwide should embrace more spending to help revive their stuttering economies. Stuttering economies, they've been ordered to be shut down, for goodness sake, yeah. And this is the head of IMF talking at Russia's annual Gidar Economic Forum. They're all connected today. Even Russia, by the way, is going to have their passport, the COVID passport and vaccination passport too. They're all owned, all countries are owned, you know. They want to, to up their spending and the synchronized approach internationally was best for growth. In other words, borrow, I guess, to give to other countries. <laughs> Probably buy the vaccines, maybe. Who knows? Eh? But it's great money for the, for the big characters, the magicians who run the money system at the very top, the big magicians, you know. Everybody else has to do bookkeeping. I don't think they, they, they have that. Uh, I think they tossed out bookkeeping a long, long ago at the the World Bank and IMF and central banking systems. That's why you have to get special folk who, who, who have, who have they've got special techniques to count and, and subtract. And you don't understand these things, you know. That's why it's so secretive. If you have the right folk coming in to manage your central, they can do wonders. You, you might think, my God, we owe so much money and we've got so many IOUs here, out there that if, if we have another 500 generations, we still wouldn't pay it all. These magicians could come in there and, and say, no, we'll, we'll lend you more money and, you, and spend it the way we tell you to spend it. And it'll work just like that. See, you just don't have enough faith. There you are. And that's how it works. You think it's just occasional big con that they pull off? Occasional? That's what you think? You've been living... In fact, you see your whole life, you just don't know that. Nothing's back in the cash. Except governments putting you all down as guarantors to pay off the loans your government's getting. Where do the people put the loans? In their computer. They don't have the bar putting anything. There's nothing, there's nothing tangible going into vaults or anything. It's a great business to be in. So spend, spend, just, just borrow and spend. There you are, there you go. And uh, Silicon Valley, naturally, you know, this, which you think is just an independent thing that they're far left, they're just by themselves. You don't, you know, that's what you're, ta- you're told to believe. And the World Economic Forum backed foundation announced global initiative for global COVID-19 vaccine records. It's, it's to help you. You only have your passport and, and, and be a, this foundation. You know, do you realize these foundations don't normally help like that? They go for the really, really poor folk, but they help you all out of this jam by making sure your vaccine records are, are back for the World Economic Forum and so on. And they can all share your data for your own good, right? So the most influential companies there, alongside healthcare companies, is, well, they're huge, multi-trillion-dollar businesses. Use intelligence contractors, naturally, you know, 
and the Commons Project Foundation recently launched the Vaccination Credential Initiative. And the initiative's ambitions reach far beyond vaccines and will have major implications for civil liberties. Oh my goodness, eh? So multiple airlines are now testing a digital health passport called Common Pass, or still health information needed for travel on a secure, easy-to-update app, the Commons Project. And who's involved with it? The U.S. national security state, Microsoft, or Oracle, and the Mitre Corporation. Remember the Mitre one? And that's they had partnered with several healthcare companies to create the Vaccination Credential Initiative to advance the implementation of digital COVID-19 vaccination records. There you go. And Reuters reports that the VCI aims to help people to help you get encrypted digital copies of their immunization records stored in a digital wallet of their choice because the current system of vaccination records does not readily support convenient access and sharing of verifiable vaccination records. It's a public-private partnership, like all the big fascist ones are. They use your taxpayer money to fund the programs, and they collect all the profits and ownership. Isn't that wonderful? eh? There you go. So they've got different versions, slightly different versions, and it's built on a common framework of digital vaccination wallets called smart health cards that are meant to work across organizational and jurisdictional boundaries as part of a new global vaccination record and make them digitally accessible, see? That's it there. So that's the stuff I talked about long years and years ago, and I thought, that'll never happen. Well, here all this, folks, and you're paying for it as usual. World Health Organization warns against issuing immunity passports, but looks at possibility of e-vaccination certificates for travel. See, this, don't call it immunity passports, you know. Call it something else. There you go e-vaccination certificates for travellers, but advise member states against issuing immunity passports for those who have recovered from COVID-19. You see, if you've recovered from it, it means you've got antibodies. See? Mustn't mention all those folk who get tested and then suddenly you don't hear about them. But they didn't die, most of them, you see. When so many folk, out of 10,000 new tests per day, they generally get over it. And often don't know they've had it. And then the reason they've got over it is because they're immune to it now. They've got herd immunity, natural immunity, by their own body. Safely too, right? No side effects. And yes, yes, but they're using the elder, like, because it's, it's like mum's apple pie. They had a choice of, of either hitting something for babies or the elderly. Something we still might, might, might just care about. But we don't really. Most folk don't. We're so degraded now in society uh, with with our lifestyles and our indoctrination that most folk don't care about the elderly. And most folk really don't care. A lot of folk really don't care these days about babies either. We know that from certain records. Eh? But they've got to get something, you see, to, to, so they can use it. And say, oh, you're just against the elderly because you, you're, you're warning them about this and more. No, you're warning the elderly. or You're warning everybody, actually about the fact that this is a brand new type of uh, injection. As I said, it's, it's not really a vaccination. Vaccinations used to just simply take weakened versions of something that can't reproduce, inject it into you. Again, with a lot of other stuff too, uh, adjuvants and so on, which cause problems. But at least it didn't take off in your body. 
and change the cellular structure in your body. The whole idea is your immune system would look at it and make a kind of duplicate key of it to, to attack it. And if you hit the real one, the idea was that it would hopefully work against the real one if you, if you, because you had already created antibodies. You see. But this one here is different. It's meant to change the spikes in your own own receptor cells in your body. You know, first time they've done it, folks. This particular timing. So they're definitely coming out with the, with the vaccination certificates. Like I said, that would happen a long time ago, and they kind of laughed off. Oh, that never happened. You know? I, 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 I could go on. I won't, I won't go any further with because it's dangerous to say too much. It doesn't matter how right you are about things, how much evidence you have. It's, it's, some, it's not safe now. You know? And there's also one called the Vaccination, the Vaccination Credential Initiative, announced Thursday. The formulating technology to confirm the vaccination and the likelihood that some governments will mandate people provide proof of their shots in order to enter a nation. Well, you know darn well it's to be internal as well. And this initiative also includes members like Microsoft, Oracle, and U.S. nonprofit Mayo Clinic. And this article also links with another link to the Financial Times. A lot of this information is in the Financial Times. The Commons Project's working with them too. Technology created in partnership with the Rockefeller Foundation, I'm really surprised, is being utilized by three major airline alliances. Aye, 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 now. I've mentioned already Ontario's COVID-19 stay-at-home order, and I've said already I'll put up for sure all the things you're allowed to do. This is amazing what you're allowed and not allowed to do, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Stage one, two, and three, and a whole bit of lockdowns for Ontario. There's no word on what an individual would have to show a peace officer to prove their exercising playgrounds and play structures were closed during Ontario Stage one. So far, most outdoor amenities are permitted to be open, safe for ski hills, but the question of permitted outdoor amenities has sparked confusion. No kidding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Traveling is permitted to another location if the person intends to stay there less than 24 hours and is doing so for one of the other purposes set out in the order. Otherwise, traveling to another residence is only allowed if an individual intends to stay there for at least 14 days. I'm trying to figure all this out. You see, you're not meant to win. It's meant to be confusing. It's not meant to make sense either, by the way. Or it, it's not. Me- it definitely doesn't make any scientific sense. It really doesn't. It really, really doesn't. I guess you know when you look at it, buying food or veterinary services for an animal is, is, is something you might be allowed to do if you improve it. This was for getting out. In other words, eh? maybe you're starting to see that guy that wears the cow outfit with the horns has got. Is, is a way ahead of you for lockdown. So he, he can go as a human being. Maybe you get medication for his head, but also out as an animal as well. Right? Maybe he's up on you that way. He can be any you want to be. He can say he's a cow if he wants to be a cow. And maybe he needs treatment, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Another article too, it hurts and I'm scared. Ontario hospitals struggle amid COVID-19 surges. Patients wait for life-saving surgeries. Well, that's why you get the death rate going up. We already had that last year, and that came out in the newspapers, as you well know. Ron Paul mentions it too, that um, in his sites, it's an article, 
by another fellow, and it says a nursing home had zero coronavirus deaths, then it vaccinates residents for coronavirus, and the deaths begin. And it says, uh, this is the Commons on St. Anthony Nursing Home in Auburn, New York. And it says that Mulder wrote Saturday at Syracuse Com that until December 29th there had been no coronavirus deaths at the Commons, December 29th, when deaths of residents with coronavirus began occurring at the Commons. And he just, this, this, disclosed, this article claims anyway, that seven days after the nursing homes began giving coronavirus vaccination to residents, with 80% of residents so far being vaccinated over a period of less than two weeks since December, uh, Mulder relates that 24 coronavirus-infected residents at the 300-bed nursing home have died. And you, you get more and more of this, and I really think that's the rush to get the vaccinations out. Uh, before any evidence, I already know about bad side effects, you know. Just the minor ones are bad enough. It makes you sick and you get diarrhea and you'll be off work and all the rest of it, and et cetera, et cetera. But, and incredible migraine headaches. And some folk are definitely having neurological problems. There's lots of videos of them. And I don't know if they're all genuine, but some are definitely bona fide. They can, you, can, you can see who they are. They've got the proof of who they are. And you've got relatives with them and stuff like that. It's been in other papers too to show you that these folk have definitely got neurological problems now. Another one too is interesting. We all, everybody got poo pooed about the, oh my, the luciferase, you know, the, the stuff that they're going to inject into you. It'll be like a tattoo, you know, see under a certain kind of light you've had your vaccination, like a record. And everybody was laughed. And MIT was working on it, mind you. And they published articles from MIT. That the newspapers about. It doesn't matter if you read real, real articles, eh? It really doesn't matter. It depends if they can see it or you can see it. That's how things are now in the new, the new, the new um, godly truth movement. The gods are up there. We can't see who they are anymore. Yeah. Anyway, British scientists develop are developing the world's first COVID nineteen vaccine smart patch, and it looks like some. And it looks got little pyramids on it. <laughs> I guess are the pricks that you, you'll stick to the skin, all this pierce the skin, you see. And I bet you anything. And it also it says they can tell it's got a record. By, I don't know. It doesn't say why they, they'll know it's a record of your vaccination. It'll keep a record of your, this thing. Will keep a record of your vaccine, unless that's the thing we're talking about here. So it uses microneedles to both administer the coronavirus vaccine and monitor its efficacy for the patient by tracking the body's immune response. It's going to track it in real, what, in real time. How, was it, how does it communicate it? Yeah? It's at Swansea's Impact Research Centre. And they're hoping to carry out the human clinical studies in partnership with Imperial College London. Well, it's naturally, it's also the same College London. With the aim of making the device commercially available within three years. It uses polycarbonate or silicon millimetre long microneedles. The smart, the smart patch can penetrate the skin to administer a vaccine, can be held in place with a strap or tape for up to 24 hours, during which time it simultaneously measures a patient's inflammatory response to the vaccination. So it's actually given you, you know, the protein. This is it too. It doesn't say here, but it must be using the protein like the, vac- this, like the jab gives you. This jab gives you is very similar. It'll give you a bit of the protein from this coronavirus, supposedly. That's why folk were testing positive after they were getting it, you know. That you, you, a lot of folk now, who, who using the PCR test, will t- test positive for the virus. 
uh, after they get the jab. And they might keep every so often testing positive because now it's your body's manufacturing it. That's other articles too from official sources, by the way, the, 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 the authorized sources. So in this one here too, it must be doing the same thing since it says here it's going to monitor your, your inflammatory response to the vaccination by monitoring biomarkers in the skin. Once it's been administered, devices scanned to produce a data reading that can provide an understanding about the efficacy of the vaccine and the body's response. It was it's involved in the, the projects are involved by the, the Welsh government and the European funding as part of the global response to overcome global <laughs> pandemic. Uh, and they're hoping that it could also be used to treat other diseases, the BBC reports. Their link to the BBC is there as well. And basically what they'll say, what they're saying is that um, as the body, if the body produces the immunoglobulins, that's, the, that's basically the antibodies, right, uh, to it, it says if they can detect that, which are good markers, it shows that they could show the efficacy of the vaccination. But none of these things are testing the real wild virus, as I like to call it, are they? And they skipped all the trials, and even when the volunteers, they didn't want to bad reactions, because when you hit a real coronavirus in the wild, that's not out of a lab or whatever, or even if it's out of a lab, you can have the cytokine storm response, massive response. And that's why they didn't, I think, really, why wouldn't they have given it to the volunteers rather than test it on the whole population? And then, of course, once a wild virus comes along, if, if too many folk had, do get bad responses when real viruses come along, they can cover their tracks and say it's a different kind of virus or something, or a different strain. This is how I see it, this thing developing. This is my opinion. This is my personal opinion, what I can see so far. Because to, to skip the, the, the human challenge trial tests is not completing the tests. That's how you know if something is, is, is more safe. You know, you never guarantee any vaccination is completely safe. But it, it gives you a, a higher safety factor if people don't overreact. If your body immune, body's immune system after getting a shot doesn't overreact when it meets a, a wild virus, a similar type in the wild, as they call it. Amazing, yeah? Uh, amazing times we're in, indeed. The Dutch government is considering a curfew and fight against COVID. I'll put that one up too. And from Corona stocks, eh? Putin pushes plan to roll out COVID immunity passports in Russia. And he's got an aggressive campaign to stamp out the COVID-19. As Russia races to vaccinate its most vulnerable citizens again, eh? They always go for the folk who can't handle it. Uh, a lot of folk, a lot of them can't handle it. I think they're so. And then they just say, "Well, they were so frail anyway. Why would you do it to people who are so frail? When you know, in the healthy folk, there are at least side effects. Yeah. Doesn't make sense, does it? It really doesn't. For, for what we've been told, therefore, I can only say there's something else going on here. You know. And so Russia, Russia is considering the development and distribution of documents verifying whether individuals have been vaccinated. China has already road-tested technology transmitting people's COVID status. That was done back last spring. Eh? 
via smartphone apps. And it was, see, they test everything out in China first. <laughs> and then we copy it. So I'll put these, all these articles are, are from the sources. I'll put up that one too. It says, I, it hurts and I'm scared until your hospital struggle. Amid COVID-19 surges, patients wait for life-saving surgeries. I put it up before, but it gives you an example of um, a woman who was diagnosed with cancer last October, and she worries that her life-saving surgery may be postponed due to COVID-19, etc. There's lots like that, though. I mean, it's so sad. Because cancer, you've got to catch it in time, especially with primers, when, they first, when they're small, before they've, they've spread to secondaries, metastasized all over the place. It's life and death, isn't it? So why wouldn't you give them priority treatment? See, when these things don't make sense, there's other things at play here, really. Also, Bill 195 again. It's an act to, to and this is the reopening Ontario one. Again, it says a flexible response to COVID-19 act. It means they can, they can just keep, it, keep you locked down forever by renewing you every month. But it gives you again all this incredible gobbledygook on what you can do, can't do, cannot do, blah, 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 you know. And this mainly, this one here is mainly to the, to the police and so on, powers to arrest, etc., etc. Powers to revoke orders, powers to amend orders, timeline on application orders. They say they can keep uh, renewing it eh? for years if they want to, if you let them. <laughs> That's pretty well it, wouldn't it? Also, another one too is report a COVID vaccine inj- injury. I put that one up too for those who want to see it as a little little video. And that's what folks should, should be doing. I mean, you've got just to hold everybody. People can't do whatever they want to you and be unaccountable. That's no, there's no way. Can't be that way. Another article too, so this one also going to natural immunity. The COVID uh, has, been, has been discovered to be long lasting. That's your natural herd immunity. I'll put that up there too, it's got the links to it as well. Another one too is uh this is from the Telegraph. This is this is this was in last June, remember? Twenty twenty. People think years have passed since last June, it's astonishing. Because it died off at the end of March, eh? Really into April. The, the the COVID thing. Remember they said that and remember uh, the people too it's um at the universities in, in, in Oxford, so the same thing, and Cambridge as well, that they, if, they, if, they, if, they, this, if this virus disappears so quickly as it's doing, they won't have any viruses to use for their testing. That's what they said. I've, got, I've still got the articles, and I put them out there at the time too. So here's back in, in June. It says, day by day, the coronavirus edges ever closer to extinction. It was disappearing that quickly, right? Time to get back to normal. And that was in the Telegraph newspaper in Britain. Right? Seeing so it's time to open up again too. Well, after that, they started testing the mass rollout of PCR tests to give you the numbers. Oh my God, oh my God. Well, to say, uh, it's like a magic test. You can get pretty, get whatever you want on it, depending on what, you're, what you want to use it for. If it's for a purpose for lockdowns, you, you'll de- you can get what you want. It doesn't, can't tell you if you've got, got a live virus or a quantity of them, or if you've had it. It's just bits and pieces, bits and pieces, bits and pieces, multiplied through cycles in the lab. So many times until, again, it, it is utterly useless. Even for the basic possibility that you might possibly, maybe, have something.
Your car knows a lot about you. Who owns that data? Hmm. There you go. Eh? So new cars are packed with technology, keeping us safe. Everything today is talking to you like you're a child, isn't it? They give you the excuse that whatever they're doing, like stealing data and wanting to spy on you, it's for your safety. Right off the bat, they tell you it's for your safety. And tracking your every move, but they're also transmitting data in real time back to car manufacturers. And of course, they sell it to everybody else, too. So this talks about uh, all the different um, folk who service our cars and get it serviced and so on. And it says the Association of Automotive Industries Association says there are 500,000 jobs in Canada related to the aftermarket auto parts and auto service market. And so they, get, they want a right to choose campaign along with a petition that says Canadians have, uh, should have access and control of their car's data. Yeah. It says, sending it back to manufacturers, you see, so the group says independent shops will be effectively shut out from repairing newer cars without the proper data. If they don't have that information, they cannot safely and properly fix your car. It's, they got, the auto is to get put off the road eventually, step by step by step. Do you understand that? It's agenda for the 21st century, 2030 is the next part of it. They've already said they want them off the road by 2030. Aye, aye. The leftist activist who filmed Babbitt's death, that's the woman you saw that he shot uh, at, at, at uh, the Capitol building. So the, the activist who filmed it uh, uh, is uh, charged, apparently, for forcibly entering the building, as he's charged with. And it says, as it says uh, amongst other charges, willfully and knowingly engaging in disorderly or disruptive conduct. Department of Justice said yesterday, John Sullivan, the founder of Insurgents USA, leftist activist group, Sorry, in 2020, in response to the George Floyd tragedy, it says here, this guy is a, a, a trained operative eh, for the, the, these groups. He claims to be a reporter, despite having, uh, not having any press credentials. You can actually see him on, on the, the video, or hear him too, talking about how they get into the building, and come on, come on. And That's one put out by Giuliani, I think, that, that clip. But yeah, you'd understand. It's interesting too. You see, you have some of these, some of these characters actually. Some of them, not surprisingly, have have uh, relatives, even parents in the military, like high up there in intelligence. Yeah. Doesn't surprise you that they get their offspring into some similar things too. I'm not so sure about this one though. But you hear him uh, calling for violent revolutions and so on in previous videos that he's done. With the BLM as an example. And also you actually hear him talking about burning down uh, the, the, the building he was in there <laughs> on the 6th. We're going to burn this place down, he says. Now the new normal again, and I, I talked about these years ago and on and off, and high protein content insects are set to crawl their way into Europeans' plates. As EU regulator rules, mealworms are safe to eat. Again, I did that earlier, but I'll do it again. Because it's important you realize the yumminess things of these people uh, who have their, your best interests at heart. You know? As I mentioned already, that Bill Gates also has patents on the meatless burgers, but they look like meat and all that. And 
They work way ahead to enrich themselves and to take control over everything as they eliminate meat and beef and so on. Yeah. So Bill Gates America's now the top farmland owner, eh? Wow. British judge rules that Julian Assange cannot be extradited to the United States. And um, it doesn't matter anything. They're going to keep, they'll keep him in Britain, obviously. They can keep him, you can keep you indefinitely as playing playing with you without even convicting you of this guilty of anything. But anyway, this this particular article's got the different links from the court decisions on it and so on. And Trump hasn't made a move to to pardon a lot of the people that one way or another, even inadvertently, maybe helped them get in at the time when they pointed pointed out so much corruption was going on. This article is interesting too, just interesting to me, but I, I take everything with a pinch of salt because you, there's so much I've mentioned before uh, is run by the, the authorities. So much of it, of all dialogue that's given to the public so that you can have your debates and so on using their dialogue. Um, it's all rigged, as I say, you know. When anybody says anything different, it's not authorized, it's banned from this and banned from that because you're not authorized, you know. Then you have to be careful. But anyway, this is from Reuters, and it says, The blanketing canopy pressing down across the globe of Tina. Now, Tina is a term that came out, I think, in the 19th century, maybe, where it says there is no alternative. That's what it means. There's no alternative. It says, is rupturing. The fabric is tearing at the seams now with the U.S. courts having abdicated their role in adjudicating suits in connection with the 3rd of November election, it seems that President Trump will make a last effort to change the course of events between 6th and the 20th of January. At point of writing, some 140 Republican representatives say they will challenge the outcome of certain elections on January the 6th, whether this challenge will succeed or not, as Moot it says here. This was January the 4th, this was written this article by Alistair Crook. And it says that... Um, what then? Well, Red America, whether rightly or wrongly, sees that 20th January may prove to be the end of the line for them. Eight out of ten Republicans believe the election was stolen. The crucial Georgia central race likely will be stolen. And the destruction of small and mid-sized businesses through lockdown was a premeditated strategy to further consolidate big business oligarchs. And that ultimately Red Americans will face, Red Americans as conservatives, that's the term, will face cancellation by incoming woke Soft totalitarianism orchestrated by big tech. This is their perspective, their epiphany, revelation. It is, to say, the least bleak. And it goes in through different ideas. It could be used like secession. Uh, it says, however, it's unlikely. And even if attempted, it would likely end badly. But it says separation is already happening in a small de facto way. House moves, such as the state agents say, Right, housing moves are being driven firstly by the overarching colour of the neighbourhood being vacated as well as by the desired destination colour that's red or blue that's how this work in the States is red or blue as odd because the so-called left in, in Britain often uses red for revolution you see? that's the red flag flying high international socialists and so on in the, in the States, the, the, the conservatives are used, uh, or if that's the real name for them, Republicans, are red. And the left is blue. You know. 
It says, as America separates into two tribes. Yes, many Americans and Western myths about Americans' identity and politics lie shattered on the ground. Many still are in a state of shock. They had imagined their elections as somehow sacrosanct. They imagined the courts as arbitrators. They never imagined to see a U.S. president ridiculed and humiliated so by the MSM, mainstream media. The reality has arrived as a slap in the face. That's from Reuters. So, yeah, back Tina is, is over. There is no alternative. For alternatives is now open for business. So that this, the ripples from this unexpected shock of an American epiphany will cascade into the European Union, though European leaders presently are presenting a Nelsonian blind eye to the telescope, and the European media is compliant in simply ignoring anything save the tech narrative of reality. But much more than this, it says. The tear to that oppressive Tina canopy allows other civilizational states assertively to reject criticisms or policies which have been weaponized against their value systems. If Red America can utterly reject woke values and vice versa, then why should other civilizations not reject Western Enlightenment values? This is already a foot as Hungary successfully has faced down the EU or its particular values, which progressive Brussels disdains as illiberal, and as China has made it clear that a trade relationship with Beijing will come only when Europeans put an end to their virtue signaling at others. Where the US was a democracy in any meaningful sense prior to Trump had been a subject of substantial debate, as I was talking about earlier before Trump got in the first time, and back in, when Bush was in, with his wars, his, the lined-up wars that were already set, preset, a lot of debate went on then, too. As in a 2014 study concluded that economic power was now was so concentrated in the hands of a tiny clique of billionaire oligarchs. Listen to this. For the harder thinking, I'll say that. This is from Reuters, so I guess it's, it's okay. A 2014 study concluded that economic power now was so concentrated in the hands of a tiny clique of billionaire oligarchs that they had amassed virtually unchallengeable political power, leaving next to no power in anyone else's hands. The report concluded that the U.S. resembled an oligarchy rather than a functioning democracy. Big text narrative repression during the last months has rubbed painfully home the point of unchallengeable institutional power to half America. In other words, no one's going to listen to you, to the other half America. And the debate about when the US democracy was lost, however, has been rendered utterly obsolete by the new realities of the COVID era, a combination of sustained lockdowns, demise of small businesses, and of massive state-mandated pandemic support flowing primarily to corporate elites has left these oligarchs, together with their Silicon Valley and Wall Street allies, further entrenched with literally unassailable economic and political power. And that's the truth of it. You can read that for yourself. It's longer than that, of course. And it's an interesting article. It goes on quite a bit. But you, you get the gist of the problem I'm talking about. And I'd really think that starting with, at least starting with Bush Jr., it's rather open uh, with the idea, well, it's not quite working this left and right anymore. We need more and more efficiency. Well, it's technocracy, of course. The one system. The Chinese system. Experts and scientists running populations just like Brave New World. Right down to how long you should live, should you be allowed to breed, all that kind of stuff. Isn't that what it's all about? Also, 
this article, help the police protect you. Christian Christian Police Association, I didn't know there was one, urges people to stay at home as fines get tougher. Yeah. So they tell you to help the police. As a policing minister, Kit Malthouse has warned police might be will be quicker to act against those breaching the measures in England. Yeah. At least 32,000 fines were issued up to December 2020 in England and Wales, of which 8,000 were used in, issued in November last year. And, the, the, and again, the, the, the Christian Police Association, Lee Russell, is the, the, he's the executive director of them, told the Premier, it's hard to say if the fines are helping, but yeah, just keep persecuting the people. We don't know if it's helping you. <laughs> They're already broke because they can't earn money, so let's just find what's left off them. So there's a number of fines being issued, but, but of course there's been some high-profile cases where people have said that they're, they'd really hadn't broken the rules. Of course, that makes it really, really confusing for the street police officer trying to do a difficult Well, you see, maybe they should read the rules. And when there's exemptions and things like that, maybe you should take that into consideration. Huh? Meanwhile, Prime Minister Boris Johnson has been heavily criticised for riding his bike seven miles away from Downing Street. And two women recently had fines revoked for meeting up for a walk with coffee five miles away from their homes. And I think Hancock, too, is in one of the papers there uh, with, a, I think it's a soccer ball or something. With I'm not quite sure. But he's in some park somewhere with no mask or nothing, you know, but uh, well, who's looking, eh? Anyway, it's been, it's been made deliberately confused. To, 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 what it does, you see, is increase anxiety, exactly what they want, eh, for compliance. If you don't understand something, you're anxious all the time. And you, and you might be more compliant when they, when they shout at you, you know. Hey, you! Yeah, yeah you. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's it for, for tonight, actually. Cutting through the com member, send a few pennies my way, because it certainly helps me tick along. And hopefully we can all stay pretty safe through all of this nonsense that's gone. Because the, the reaction, the, the first time in history where they've locked down the healthy. They've shut down the entire economy, except for the big, the big, again, their pals who own the huge mega food stores and so on. Eh? Corporations. What does that tell you? It was all arranged before you heard of COVID, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And you've not to come out with this. The world will be completely different when you emerge from this. They're going to have it down for you, on and off for years, folks. They've already said, like I've had all the articles, everything I say is from their articles, which they put out themselves, by the characters who say it. Even Fauci said it, well, you know, you get, you get the vaccine, before they try to say, yeah, you might go back to normal if you take the vaccine. Then they say, well, if you take the vaccination, it doesn't mean you go back to normal. And you start to wear a mask, and you can still catch it and spread it. So, this is from their own, own, own mouths, for goodness sake. Which would tell me, in my opinion, there's a much bigger, different agenda in play right now. And I'm as much closer to, to Mr. Klaus Schwab, who's awfully happy about it all. With his little old-fashioned spacesuit jacket on, with the big shoulders that you see in the old, old movies. Yeah? Like things to come by the masters. I guess that's how he sees himself. But don't forget, for his comic figure, 
this guy isn't, he's got a finger in every pie. He was around all these different meetings and the different agreements and, 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 and even the tests that they have with the European Parliament, the Commission, on how they'd manage it before it happened with COVID. He was there. I'm sure it was him that was there telling them all what to do and how to react to it all. I thought, what, what has he got to do with uh, medicine or health and so on? Well, it's the Great Reset, you know. Great Reset. And the world will never be the same again. That's what they said back last year, remember? At the beginning of it. And Fauci said, the world will never be the same again. You won't ever go back to normal. What did he know? Because you could, obviously, if healthy folk could still go out and work and everything was still open. And you took care of the more vulnerable. I mean, real care. And really protected them. And gave them good medication, antivirals, and so on. But the first time, let's, not, let's lock down everybody and the healthy, especially the healthy. And it's the healthy themselves often don't know they've even had it. And if they've had it, they're obviously over it, meaning they do have antibodies to it. So, yeah, beyond, beyond confusion, isn't it? If you were to go by the, the authoritative sources at the top, the so-called authorized masters of truth, and I don't know what God authorized them to do that, but it's obviously amongst the oligarchs up yonder who are getting richer and richer and richer off this as, through, as they take our tax money handouts, billions of dollars to each one of them to make this gadget or that gadget or passports or whatever it happens to be. You know? And remember, folks, too, that you can send cash. You can use PayPal. You can use other other means of getting money to me at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And remember, too, don't force people, don't turn people off by overloading them with, with anything you've discovered or found out about what's going on because they can't handle it. And you cannot compete with folk who are addicted to mainstream television every single day. Incredible. I heard some hype of the stuff they've been putting out on television to terrify the public, and it was so produced with with a, with a fast narrative and, a, and the anxiety in the voice, all done by actors to terrify the public. This is on the news, like like guidance for the public. You know, Oof. no wonder they're neurotic now. So all you can do is give your opinions on things to those that you can, and. And of course, uh, don't don't tell them not to take vaccinations because you'll definitely get hammered. You, you can't make people do that anyway. They'll do what they want, regardless. But uh, you can, if if you're asked, you can give them what you know, or show them the evidence, or the links to official sites that show you what you're talking about. And that way, you're you're helping them to look for themselves. But this is a huge agenda, massive agenda with a lot of fallout in so many areas. I mean, no war has done this. Shut down everything. Crashed economy. This is a whole sustainability agenda. They've been prattling about since Maurice Strong and his Rio summit and so on, even before then. This is is the whole agenda concentrated into this time and rammed through immediately, all at once, boof, shut down everything. And you've just started, because they're going to drag this on. It's the World Bank said that maybe five years they're preparing for. And that can be renegotiated for another five years automatically, just straight, without, without a break. <laughs> yeah. 
you can change society in a huge, huge, huge way in a matter of five years. Quickly, you're more done on a social planning system in five years of war than 50 years of peace and propaganda. So, cuttingthroughmedias.com, and let me know you're there, and what you notice and what you see yourselves, because you're living through history, and your eyes and your mind and what you see really gives you real history you can pass on, not the official stuff that comes out later that was written before the events happen. <laughs> that's, that's how things really are done, you know, pretty efficiently. But we're in a, a time, it's, it's a matter of giving up either, it's a matter of thinking and, uh, and being aware that you're not, you really are not alone. There's lots of people like you. It's a matter of connecting to people and having your own little support groups because you'll need support groups as we go through the chaos, right down to how to even get food to you or to each other, things like that. And, or even taking someone out where they, where they have to go somewhere and they can't get out themselves and so on and so on. You have to work it out, make sure you know all the rules, the latest rules. They can change by the day if they want to, to keep, to keep yourself safe from it all. You've got to keep safe. And if you have support groups, it can really help you come through really nasty times. The, the people who had the hardest times, even during the Soviet year and the hard times of the Soviet era, and hardest times were, were people who literally had no friends or something, or they were really completely isolated for other reasons. And um, the ones who, who came through it and who knew what was going on had their own little support groups. Careful ones didn't go boasting what they were up to and so on because it's, the state doesn't tolerate it. We're in the same state now, aren't we? Where the state doesn't tolerate any dissent. This is, this is martial law and you will obey. Look at the, look at the statements by Doug Ford, eh? Whoa. Nothing, hello, people. I know you're suffering, but this is what you will have to do for all of blah, blah, blah. No, this, this tells you what to do. So cuttingthroughmates.com, and it's best to download it for MP3s or whatever and play it at your leisure, an hour at a time, perhaps. And remember, you're not alone. And don't just throw up your hands and give up. And all those two who <laughs> fell for the last four years... Uh, into disillusionment and got set up at the end and abandoned in a sense, you know, with no no real leadership at all. Uh, don't don't blame yourselves. You know, you're, you're going through psychological operations on you by your own governments using professionals, massive think tanks and operative operatives uh, working full time. They've done it across the globe for over many many years. So they, they can pull it off quite easily, you know. Uh, don't fall into anything and be a silly patsy. Don't let anybody convince you to do anything that which is going to get you in trouble. Anything's illegal, because the, the, that's what a lot of them do. And be a support to each other. That's all you can do in the meantime. And some things will happen. I know things, certain things will happen as they unroll more and more of what they're, they're planning to do. And there'll be fallout from it, big fallout from it, and people will start to notice things and so on, and and that's just the way it's going to be. But anyway, don't get yourself in trouble, because um, you're dealing with professionals who go around the world causing trouble. Understand that. And this is an evil time. It's a very evil time that we're, we're, we're going through, no doubt about it, you know. 
This took years of planning of what's happening now. And uh, the, the will has to come through eventually. The will of the people has to come through eventually. And all sides will in all different areas. Forget all the, uh, the manufactured sides that they've given you already. Uh, right down to ethnic groups. What do you belong to? What do you believe? What do you blah, blah, blah. Forget all that stuff. Eventually it comes down where everyone's suffering equally. And that's where you get things done. You have cooperation. All good things come out of cooperation. From myself, Alan Watt from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God or your God's go with you.